Welcome back to the Shadowless Podcast. I am Jordan Fringe, and I welcome you all to a very fun, special episode. Of course, I am never by myself. I am never alone. I have my good buddy, my trusty, but never dusty. Maybe sometimes when he's on the floor, you know, looking for cards under shelves. But, you know, that's fine. He takes showers and stuff. My good buddy, Real Breaking Nate. How you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who told you I take showers? Oh, I just—I was just assuming you did. I'm sorry. That see, that's my fault for assuming. That's why I should I, never assume. I, I mean, I do. I—I I get. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Know, at least once a month. Once a month, I get a good shower in, and I'm—I'm I'm fair to go. ratio. That's a fair ratio. Right. Yeah. But but Jordan. Yeah, that's me. We're not alone. We're not. No. Tell everybody who else is here. All right. Well, I'll do my best. We have a good buddy of ours, our good pal Nick on the podcast. I'm going to throw it over to him here in a second. Uh, but you may have seen him, uh, you know, here and there on the YouTubes, uh, especially on Leonhardt's channel. He has done a lot of work with him uh, for a lot of the NAMI fundraisers for uh, for mental health, which is super, super awesome. But don't take my word for it. Nick, uh, let's, let's hear a little about you. What is going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm a longtime listener and a first-time caller, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, excited, I'm excited to talk some Pokemon with you guys today. Well, we're glad to have you on. I, I'm excited because we, we've definitely talked off the podcast before and um, long, long conversation about um, about Pokemon. <laughs> yes, 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 we have. Oh, yeah. And life. And life. Can't, can't forget about life. So... Uh, people have definitely seen you on uh, Lean Hart's channel, um, and uh, you kind of got stuff going on right now, correct? We do, yes. So um, a couple years ago, I, I started getting back into Pokemon around 2017. Um, I was an Evolutions guy. As soon as that came out, uh, I said, you know what? I said, this is as good a time as any to kind of jump back in. I just wanted to, to crack some cards and stuff like that. So uh, I started getting interested in the cards again. Um, I collected it when I was a kid, of course. Uh, one of those 90s kids, so, you know, it was right in the, the era yeah. of Pokemon. And, uh, you know, I started kind of looking into it more and more, and I thought, you know what? It'd be really cool to have, like, one of every pack, because there's, you know, there's packs and sets I'd never seen before, and I, th- I said, you know what? This is going to be my first kind of collecting goal. And, you know, I started, I got about halfway there, and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to keep these sealed. I said, I'm going to have to open these at some point, but <laughs> I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just open them and, and not really do anything with them. So, I said, hey, you know, how, I, how can I actually crack open these packs, but, you know, do something with it? And that's when I stumbled across Leonhardt's channel. And the first video I ever saw him do was he was opening a base set box for uh, one of his friends um, who unfortunately took his life. And uh, it kind of just really hit home with me. I said, wow, this guy, you know, he's pretty passionate about uh, charity and stuff like that. So I ended up reaching out to him and said, hey, like, um, you know, I eventually want to open, you know, one of every pack. And uh, I kind of want to connect and say, hey, you know, do we want to do something for charity? You know, I could fly down to Dallas and we could set something up. And uh, eventually we did. So we uh, we opened one of every pack, I believe, two years ago now. And yeah. uh, last year, kind of continuing on that charity stuff, we uh, we decided to to do a, just a big charity opening with, you know, sort of vintage packs and things like that. And uh, for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI. Uh, and ended up raising about sixty-eight thousand dollars, which just completely blew our minds. 
And we do have another one that was just recently announced two weeks ago. And uh, we're already at, you know, above $45,000, which is just absolutely mind blowing. And uh, we're planning and I was planning on being there this year, but unfortunately, circumstances aren't going to allow that. But we are going to reprise our first video together and uh, we're going to do one of every pack again. So he's going to, to take the lead on all that stuff. And uh, those videos are going to be coming out in the next little bit. And uh, we're just hoping to, again, raise awareness for, for mental illness and, uh, and really kind of just kind of support the cause and just uh, and talk about things like that. So it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of years, but uh, we've, we've done some incredible things. That's awesome. awesome. And um, if, if people wanted to uh, donate to it, where would be the best place to go? Um, the best place to go would be um, Leonhardt's social media. Um, he talks about it a lot. Uh, there's a link uh, to the donation page right on the NAMI website. Um, unfortunately, I do not have the URL with me. Um, but if you if you go into his social media pages and uh, his videos and things like that, um, all the information will be there. So and, yeah, but, uh, maybe yeah, it's something I can send you guys after and then we can uh, we can post a link to that there as well. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think it's very uh, easily accessible. Like it should be super easy to find once you go over to like the social media and the videos and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Nick, Nick, thank you so much for I, I appreciate you being on the podcast and uh, I appreciate all the work that you've helped put in um, to uh, to raise uh, to help raise money for, for NAMI. That's Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. No, fantastic. I no, I appreciate that. And yeah, like it's uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Just, you know, my favorite thing to do during all this is just read all the comments, you know, when when people donate and they talk about their experiences and you know, how these videos or just Pokemon in general kind of, you know, uplifts them and, and really, you know, makes them makes them happy. And it's just, you know, you're almost moved to tears in reading some of these comments and, and what some of these people, you know, what it means to some people. So that just makes me want to do it every year. It's something that Lee and I want to do every year. And it's something that as long as we're able to, to source this vintage stuff and to, to source all these packs, it's something that we're going to be doing for a long time. Yes. And um, I'm glad that you were able to uh, somehow still do it this year you know obviously with everything going on it makes things a million times uh more difficult um yeah. but you guys are pulling through you're able to do it um uh, and like you said it, it and this pokemon pokemon's about fun and it's bringing people together um sharing stories and things like that so and that's what we hope to do today on the podcast and i know we definitely have some stories to talk about uh the last time we all hung out together was at pokemon world's 2019 in Washington, D.C. Uh, we can definitely <laughs> talk about some stories from that as well. Um, but we have an action-packed podcast for you all today. Yes, We got the news. We got some discussions. We're going to talk Champion's Path. We're going to talk Shiny Star V. We're going to talk about uh, Pokemon engagement rings. Everything. Everything is happening on the podcast today. We're going to jump right into the news, but Jordan. Yeah, it's me. We can't just simply jump into the news. No, no, no. No, we have to. Not. We have to pop a can of Zevia. Do we? Now, I, we, ha we have to. We've done it since what? Is episode this a new two? rule? <laughs> I've never heard of this rule before. It, it, yeah, it, it's kind of, I'm, I'm implementing this rule. Oh, okay. First time ever. Yeah. First time ever we're doing this on the podcast. Gotcha. Okay. Right now. Right. Right now. Uh, do you just happen to randomly have a can of Zevia? Uh, um, yeah. Oh, yes, I do. Wow, that's weird. Out of all the drinks in the world that you could have had right by you, you have a can of Zevia. Uh, 
Yes. That's crazy. I'm assuming that yours is already open, though. No. What? I just found it. What? Okay. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna pop a can with me? Oh, we're gonna do a double pop. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and Nick, you're up in Canada. Yes, that is correct. And uh, do they? Told, I I have looked for Zevia. <laughs> I can't find it. I I don't know if I'm looking in the right or wrong spot, but. I, every every time I go to the grocery store, I try to check it, and I just do not see it. So if the, if it is up in Canada, please somebody reach out, let us know, because <laughs> I would love to try it. Because I hear it cracked every week on the Shadowless podcast, and I can't find any. Uh, if if anybody knows, if anybody has been able to obtain Zevia in Canada, let us know so we can pass this information along we have to a Nick. Bounty so- out. For the that's right. the, the look for, for the taste of Zevia, we need to find. I'm it, very okay? thirsty. Please, <laughs> we have one thirsty person in Canada, and the only way to quench the thirst is a 24 pack Rainbow Zevia, or just any kind of any like any flavor at this point. Whatever Canada, whatever you got, we got to find it. Nick's got a fever, and the only cure <laughs> is, is Zevia. More Zevia, yes. All right. Well, hopefully one day, Nick, you will be able to taste the sweet, sweet uh, uh, liquid of (laughs) Zevia. Yeah, I thank you. I thank you for for your concern. But uh, you know what? Let's let's hear those. Let's hear those cans open. All right. Here we go. Right on the count of three, Jordan. Ready? All right. Synchronizing. Let's let's do this. Three, two, one. Ooh. And Jordan, what? That was almost perfect. Almost. (laughs) Almost. We got to leave room for improvement. Yes. Yes. Don't want to be too perfect too fast. Right? All right. right, I'm going to take a sip. You tell me what flavor this is, okay? Okay. Hmm. Oh, maybe. uh, I bet you have some, uh, some ginger going on. Ooh, that is not correct. Unfortunately, you you need some caffeine, don't you? Kind, maybe, but not not this time. Is it grape? It is not grape. What in the world? There's an orange one, right? Is it the orange one? It is not the orange one. (laughs) What in the world are you drinking over there? This is one I have not had during the show yet. I mean, I've drinking this one plenty of times but not on the show i believe it changed its name too correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't the the diet cola called diet cola yeah now it says caffeine free soda (laughs) or sorry it says caffeine free cola on it now this is a mandela effect like one of those things pretty sure it said diet cola no they they have well well okay well yeah i guess maybe so i have no idea because this new the the new round the new batch i got in says caffeine-free cola. So I'm having some caffeine-free cola because I wanted to taste the cola, but I think I'm all right on caffeine at the moment. But you don't want to be up for 20 hours, right? right? Is that you what know. you're saying? Yeah, maybe I'll have <laughs> maybe I'll have a uh, you know some 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 uh, caffeine at midnight. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's take let's take a sip of yours. Let me see if I can guess. Okay, here we go. I'm going to say that's a solid ginger root beer. That is a ginger root beer. Boom. That's Very what I'm talking done. about. Well, you know what? That's easy, though. That's because... easy, though, because that's all you trick down. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded he... very much like the Diet Cola. 
He knows I have a an, an Amazon subscription to <laughs> ginger root beer. It's either going to be that or maybe some of the lemon lime twist in there sometimes, you know. Right, right. Depends on the so, mix. Though I think I'm going to have to change the subscription because um, at least how frequently we're getting it because we're not able to get through it fast <laughs> as it's getting delivered. So um, <laughs> we got a little bit of a backlog going here of Zevia <laughs> at the doorstep. <laughs> so um so i think we were getting every every two weeks i think we might have to go down to like three weeks maybe yeah i don't i don't know too many yeah we have too much (laughs) ginger root beer right now what's going to go down first your supply of ginger root beer or steam siege oh hmm think about Uh, that's 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 a good one Maybe they go hand in hand. Maybe it goes at the same time. Yeah, it just never ends. <laughs> but there'll, there'll always be a little bit. There'll there'll always be a little, just a little bit of steam siege out there. Steam siege will never bit. truly be gone. So, let's go ahead and get into the news. We like to start off the news by trying to figure out how much did Jordan Fringe spend. At the Pokemon Center this week. And Jordan, yeah. how much did you spend at the Pokemon Center this week? Like two hundred forty-seven ninety-five. That you know what? I I would believe you. But Absolutely. I'd be lying because I spent zero. Oh, zero. <laughs> well, you know what? There wasn't a whole lot released this week. No, there's a couple things here and there. Some other drops this morning as well. Because um, it was under it was actually under maintenance this morning. I tried to check see what's new, and it said, "Hey, uh-uh, here's Pikachu," and he said, "Oh, it's maintenance time. You can't look." And I'm like, "Oh, they're ge- they're gearing up for something then." Uh, so I think we're going to see that full Halloween drop pretty soon. Actually, yes, I'm feeling yes. it pretty soon. Not gonna lie, we've already seen the first. I, I don't want to say first half because it could be the first quarter. It could be the, of first, the Halloween like, drop. Tenth, honestly, we don't. It really know. could. We have no idea at this point, but we Halloween have seen a, big. we haven't we we have seen a Halloween drop. Um, we discussed it in last week's uh, Shadowless podcast episode, yes. but this week, uh, what we see on the Pokemon Center is we are seeing um, Cinderus, Rillaboom, Inteleon, Hokey plushes for thirty one ninety nine. Everyone's favorite uh, price. And uh, what what's your thoughts on these? Is this something that you would uh, pick up? They're cool. You know, like, it's it's weird that it's taken this long to get them, especially yeah. because we got, like, before the game came out, we had the, the regular plushes. And then shortly after the game came out, we got the middle evolutions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but we never got the full ones, which was just kind of weird. Uh, it just seems like a, a release that could have happened seven, eight months ago. Um, they're cool, you know. I, w- I would like them all eventually. I don't know if I really want to spend 90, you know, like $96 mm-hmm. to, get, to get all three right this moment. Um, but, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They do look like they're a little bit posable. I saw in the pictures for Inteleon, you could do one of his poses where he has his, like, arms kind of crossed um, a bit. Ooh. So uh, it looks like at least, you know, Inteleon has some posability. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're cool. But, I you know, you know I'm, I don't need them right this second, you know? I understand. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like it's like the G-Maxes, I like them. The G Max is, you know, the 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 V Max, G Max plushies, the, all that stuff. That you know, that was the priority, and that was a bigger chunk of change to to spend on. So I'm good on some plushies at the moment. Understandable. 
understandable. Uh, it's just one of those things. It's like I love it, but I just don't need it right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the biggest Intellion fan. I love Intellion, but it's not something that's like Psyduct, where if it drops, I have to have it instantly. Right. Um, then we, of course, we also saw the uh, V Power Tens dropping this past weekend. Um, or the past Friday, and of course they're up on Pokemon Center as well. So if you need the Eternatus, the uh, Pikachu, or the Eevee tens, you can pick those up on PokemonCenter.com. Yes. Or if you need that Eternatus VMAX Premium Collection box uh, for $40, you can pick that up on PokemonCenter.com as well, which all of that still is in stock right now, which I, I got to say about this Eternatus VMAX Premium Collection box. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was going to be as highly sought off, highly sought after, uh, as I expected, but I saw people go into the stores and buying out the entire stock of Eternatus VMAX premium collection boxes. It's a good, really? it's a good box, uh, a jumbo coin, which is, uh, interesting. Uh, a really, one of the promo cards is excellent. I love like just the standard full art and the array of packs is the best it's been. Uh, it, so I, I think it's 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 something I would choose to go for more than the tins at the moment. Um, Nick, so, yeah. Nick, do you have a thought on why people are buying up all the Eternatus boxes? So I personally really like Eternatus. I think it's probably one of the biggest legendaries that that I've enjoyed in a long time. So uh, I think they did a really good job with the card in Darkness Ablaze and things like that. So there might be, just be that draw to to that card itself. I know that personally would be why I bought the box. I've seen it. I haven't bought it yet, but it's definitely on the radar because I, like I said, I really, really, especially the hyper rare. I mean, I think they've done a dynamite job with, with that legendary in general. So I can see it. And to Jordan's point about the packs, like that's a big deal too, because you, you want to see what's in there. And if it, if it's appealing, I mean, yeah, then you know what, then I think you go pick it it's up. It's the I mean, best I array they've the done so team, far this, uh, yeah. this generation of, of sets and boxes. Uh, and I, I've also noticed that um, people are, are – are, they tend to be having trouble finding one of the three tens. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like they go to their store and they have them all except for one of them. It's just randomly one of them depending on the store. Like it's not just I, like an only Eevee one. It's just sometimes it's Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. People are – you know, I've had people tell me like, yeah, I cannot find, you know – uh, an EV tin at any of my stores. All, all the other ones are there. All distributors but, should be packing it uh, equal quantities of each. There's from what I from what I know, there's no EV has its own separate box. Pikachu has its own separate box. Turnus no, they they all ship at a minimum of six in a box with two of each. Well, I know in my area, Pikachu is the hard one to find, which is so weird. I went to multiple multiple WalMarts trying to find the Pikachu tin. Mm-hmm. None, but plenty of EVs, plenty of Eternatus, no Pikachu's. Yeah, it's actually really funny you say that because I haven't seen any EVs, <laughs> but I, I did. Okay, see, see? it's all it's all coming together. It all makes sense. See, I, there, I, there's something going on. There's some sort of conspiracy going on. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Hidden Fates did drop at the same time. But we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show because we're still on Pokemon Center stuff right now. Um, and then, Jordan, we uh, also saw these uh, figures or statues drop. Statue yes. figures. And we, you, you caught a glimpse of the one of the statues 
on like yes. t- two weeks ago for like a split second and it was taken off. Uh, yes. This is a figure that's been out for a while, I believe, in Japan, at least one of them uh, that I've seen in, you know, before, which is the Elisa uh, and Emolga one. Uh, but then there's the uh, the other one, which is actually really cool because I know a lot of people are probably like crazy over this one because this is just a fan favorite um, character and card itself. But it's Skyla with uh, with her Swana. Mm-hmm. So very, very cool. The statues are nice. Uh, they're 130 bucks. Uh, let me see how tall they are. That's all going to depend on the height if I feel like that's like fully worth it. It's uh, for f- about 5 by 5 by 10. So let's say about 10 inches, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it really depends on the weight and the detailing of it. It looks pretty detailed from what I can see. It does. Um, it looks really, really nice, honestly. So it depends. If you're if you're in the mood for collecting a statue, it is a little bit pricey. Uh, but it's a cool statue. It's cool to see that these, you know, these are coming here at least. Uh, uh, so if you're interested in them, maybe the more that these get sold, more of these statues come to the Pokemon Center so everyone can get a chance to get some. I think it's one of those things. It's like uh, if this is one of your favorite characters, you're definitely getting it. Oh yeah, and these. I mean, I'm not too sure about uh, Elisa. Maybe maybe people love her. I'm not sure. I but I definitely know for sure. Like with with uh, Skyla, there's oh, a yeah. huge huge love for Skyla. So yeah. I'm sure they'll both sell out. <laughs> I'm sure there's limited quantities that people will get it that really really want them right now. Uh, they're very cool though. Yeah, uh, so there's a chance we might see more of these drop on Pokemon Center later down the road. Maybe not. Um, this could be testing out to see um, if they do well on Pokemon Center. So if you want to see more of these in the future, definitely think about getting one of the ones that just dropped on PokemonCenter.com this week. Now, we are actually going to introduce a new segment into the Pokemon Center segment this week. Um, because... You know, some weeks we get a lot of drops. Some weeks we don't get a lot of drops. Um, But I thought it would be fun if we could, you know, go back and look at a past Pokemon Center item um, that we think is really just neat and interesting. But here's the thing. We have to pick out an item that is currently still in stock. Yes. So for the new segment of why is this... Still in stock. I go to the same we, music every time. <laughs> we thought long and hard about that name. Uh, many, many hours. We were just writing down lots and lots of names, and we just came up with why is this still in stock? <laughs> why is this still in stock? Why is this Pokemon Center item still in stock? And oh. so for for the first, and it's a great way to kind of go back and just look at a past item. And yeah. um, and kind of discuss it um, because we definitely like talking about Pokemon Center items for sure. And this is another way to kind of um, continue the conversation just a little bit longer. Uh, so the first item that we are picking, we're only picking one each week. So um, the item that we decided to go with this week uh, and I think is very fitting for this time of year. Uh, it is the Gengar Pokemon Halloween Ceramic Treat Bowl. From the Halloween drop of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, $34.99. And surprisingly, it is still in stock. Why is this still in stock? Why is it still in stock? Why is it still in stock? Why has this been purchased up? Now, Jordan, I, I own one, and I know you own one as well. I do own one, and it's full of lollipops that I always forget I have and I never eat. <laughs> 
Now, I, I'm kind of confused. I, I legit, honestly, am confused at why this is still in stock. This is a this is a great item. All right, for for when it comes to like the um the, this material, what is, uh, what's what's the exact name for this uh this material would material would you say? It's ceramic. Ceramic. So glass. That's the word. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Sorry, sometimes I forget things. Either way, when they do products like this, they're usually pretty limited and sell out. They're of the higher quality. They look really nice. They also did the pumpkins like this of Pikachu, and I have those as well that came out last year. You put a little candle inside of them. They're awesome. Uh, but this bowl is huge. Like, the pictures, when you first saw it, you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you look at the picture they have for it, and they show it outside, filled with Pokemon card packs. One, that's not a thing that happens. Don't ever expect that to, to be a thing you see. If it was, they'd all be gone because, you know, there'd be that one kid that's like, well, I'm going to take them all. Uh, but it's such a nice bowl that can fit a lot of stuff. It's, it's giant. It's a big bowl. You get it here. There's a lot of room, all right? There's a lot of room. It's a nice-sized bowl for 35 bucks. It's Gengar on a bowl. I don't know what's more to tell you on that. Like It says it's in stock. That could mean there's one left. That could mean there's like 20 left. I don't well, know. Right? Me. I'm going to buy one right now. Right now. Are look you? at that. Live sale right here. Picking up the phones. Hello, caller. Hello on the hotline. Hello. Uh, we have one bowl going out to uh, to Nick in Canada. Uh, ship him out with uh, some Zevia as well. There we go. Boom. All It'll right. Be there six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Perfect. <laughs> Just in time to miss Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it arrives day of Halloween. <laughs> what we what you should do for for this segment is we'll have to check and see if this item goes out of stock and how soon after the podcast gets released. That will, maybe, that would be interesting. Maybe the influence, you know, maybe it gets cleaned out. So I Ooh, think that will be so. a very, very important part of the segment that we'll we'll have to check. And we'll report we'll back s- next week to let you guys know. And if we notice throughout the week when it sells out, we'll be able to uh, to keep an eye on that. So we'll keep the tab open. We'll refresh it every day and see when it sells out. Uh, you know what? I, I, with Halloween coming up, I mean, this is good probably item. an item that will have a lot of use in the very near future. So yes. I, I'm right? going to put a time on it. I'm going to say. Three days until it's gone. Oh, That's three days. Okay, three right, days. We got a three-day challenge here. So by Saturday, come Saturday, it's gone. It's gone. All right. Okay. You heard it here first. Let's see if that's going to happen. If you don't have the bull, check it out. See if it's for you. If not, hey, no worries. But we're just saying, why is it still here? Why is it in stock? Why? Who put this in stock again? <laughs> you, you guys didn't buy it out last year? What is happening? And let, let it just be known. When you look at this picture and you see this bowl full of Pokemon booster packs, full. You don't get the you don't get the booster packs. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, listen to the descriptions. Treat bowl holds enough candy for a small horde of ghosts and goblins. All right. Gengar Ooh. adds a spooky touch to a crucial candy selection. All right. Part of the Pokemon Halloween official collection, and it's a Pokemon Center original. All right. How could you not? Get this, all right? I feel like I should work for, like, QVC or something. I just out here, like, you, how could you not have this? Um, let's see. The customer reviews. This is a 27 reviews on this item. F- five out of five total rating. Oh, five, five Pikachus out of five Pikachus. Exactly. We got awesome bull. Quality is great. Solid and huge. Shockingly large. Hey, I feel that because I didn't know it was going to be that big either. Good size. These are all good reviews, all different ages, all around the country. So... Don't just take my word for it. Take all these people's word for it because all the reviews have little thumbs up saying this review was helpful. So that's awesome. 
And I just now noticed something about these reviews on here. Mm-hmm. It asks people what their favorite Pokemon is. That's true. You can't answer that. So, so I see it. What Umbreon, Sableye, uh, Mamos, Mamoswine. That's a very interesting choice. It's actually, that's one of my favorite things is finding out what Pokemon is people's favorite because you really get some interesting answers. There's, a, Honestly, there's like every there's, Pokemon is someone's favorite Pokemon. Sometimes right? they'll hit you out of left field and they'll just pick, uh, and they'll pick a, like a random one. That every, get a lot of love. every Pokemon except for Tauros. <laughs> What's wrong with Tauros? <laughs> okay, well, tell me one person you know whose favorite Pokemon is Tauros. I'm just saying, there's listen, there's going to be someone listening to this podcast, okay? They're going to go, but but my favorite's Tauros, Nate. My favorite's Tauros. And then you're going to feel no. bad. So Wow, Don't some person lie. answered a, a whole lot of Pokemon I just saw. Someone said, what's your favorite Pokemon? Mimikyu, Go-Go, Sylvia, Cresselia, Mega Beedrill. Sorry, I can't think of just one. <laughs> Gen 5. <laughs> I just like everything. Someone just... Oh, someone said Pokemon character. They just put... Because it says Pokemon character, so it doesn't just mean Pokemon. So someone put Trainer Gold. So, oh, Interesting. Okay. Interesting. See, people are people are reading it different ways. People are uh That's are true. Trainers. I, I didn't think of that. I thought it instantly. I thought it would like a Pokemon. I mean, that's what yeah. it seems like everyone's thinking, because that was the only one that actually didn't have a Pokemon choice. They're like, yeah, yeah, I like, uh, I like Gold. Cool guy. <laughs> All right, so that's it for the Pokemon Center this week. Now Nick is making his prediction that uh, this this Gengar Bowl is going to be sold out with uh, what Friday, Saturday? By Saturday, uh, we'll call Saturday for sure. Saturday, Saturday is when it sells out. Okay, we'll figure out next week if Nick was correct. Bum, okay, bum, bum. going play the official music, Jordan. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. That's copywritten. Nobody take that. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's ever used that exact sound ever. It's officially <laughs> ours. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, quick note, Pokemon Journeys will be debuting its next block of episodes on Netflix this Friday, September yes. 11th. So get ready. Pokemon Journeys has been a wild ride so far, and the ride continues uh, this Friday, September 11th. More I'm Pokemon Journeys episodes. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Uh, so good. Really, really good. And uh, I like how oh, – I, I guess I probably shouldn't say anything. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, it's good. What, it's good. What can you say without spoiling? Like, well, to get your point, what were you, what were you trying to I say? Don't, I, I don't know. I, you know. Some people consider certain things spoilers, so I don't want to say anything. It is fantastic. I will agree. It is definitely worth checking out. Anyone who hasn't seen it, it's well worth the watch. Is it in, now this is a legit question because I, I, I truly don't know. Um, is it on Netflix in Canada as well, or is it on something different? I honestly just watch it online. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, I actually haven't checked if it's on Netflix in Canada. I usually just uh, just check it out online, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, if anybody knows if it's the same thing, because I know it's it's like on different things in different places. So, yeah. uh, I, don't, I have no idea, but, but uh, Pokemon Journey, September 11th, this Friday. Go cool. check it out. Friday. Uh, next up, now we mentioned if you are in the market to get married... That's right. To get married. If you are in the market to get married, you know, you found your your uh, your partner you want to be with for life. Well, you treasures in Japan. Is making Pokemon engagement rings with Eevee on them. Now, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a ring 
You know how rings typically are? They're circles. <laughs> what? You put, it, you put it on your put it on your finger. <laughs> um, and then right in the middle of this ring, uh, not on the outside of the ring, okay? Not in right in the middle where the hole is, you know, on the outside of the ring. Uh, there's a diamond, which is, from what I've heard, typical for an engagement ring. There's a diamond, and there is two Eevees on this ring. One on uh, both sides of the engagement ring, kind of looking at the diamond. Whoa. So, uh, and this is not the first time that this company has done um, Pokemon jewelry. So, um, but it is in Japan. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, you would have to find like a third-party company to go through to get it shipped outside of Japan, I believe. So, um, you treasures, EV engagement ring. Uh, Nick, I know you saw the engagement ring. Yes, I looked them up, and it actually looked really, really cool. Um, I saw another one. It was a Vaporeon and an Espeon in an engagement ring, which oh. was really, really cool as well, too. Um, but then it kind of got me thinking because, I mean, think about all the other different things that they could do with, you know, maybe not necessarily engagement rings, but, you know, how about the stones, like a fire stone with rubies and a water stone with sapphires and just all absolutely even gym badges you know kind of embedded and stuff like that you know there, there's endless possibilities of stuff they could do and it wouldn't surprise me if down the line that we kind of see things like this because i mean honestly it looked a lot better than than what i was expecting no 100 percent. i would i would definitely say that if something like this was released before my wife and i got married and it was available where we live we 100 percent would have gotten pokemon engagement rings 100 percent. i mean how is you uh, supposed to tell nice the pokemon trader in your life you love them right you threw a uh you treasures engagement ring. you treasures ev engagement rings it looks beautiful go go google it everybody you'll see it, it looks, it's beautiful all right next up we have this Jordan, I think it's one of your favorite Pokemon of all time. Is it? Orbeetle. <sighs> yeah, I like Orbeetle. I cool. know you like Orbeetle. Top top five not... from Sword and Shield. Top five. The Orbeetle V-Box is going to be making its way to the Pokemon TCG very, very soon. So I figured, Jordan, you're probably excited about this one. Oh, extremely excited. I'm I'm happy that Orbeetle is getting some love, okay? It it is a great Pokemon, regular form or in its uh, you know, Gigantamax form, which will be in the set proper itself, uh in Vivid Voltage, which it turns into mm-hmm. a giant UFO. Pretty cool. Uh but Orbeetle by himself just a cool little Pokemon. I love it. It's really the bug type Pokemon that are really getting me in Gen 8 cuz I I love Orbeetle. I love the whole Applin line. Uh so it, it, it's it's really bugs are kind of kind of winning right now, and I I love the design of the box. Yeah, dude, have you too. been noticing like the boxes are getting crazier and crazier to the designs? I was right? just about to say that. I was just about to say that. It's they're they're really stepping up their game. There. I think I first fully noticed with the Alolan Sand Slash at the beginning of the year that I, they were doing something really cool with the boxes. I could agree with that because like they shaped that just like sand slash and had all the spikes around the edges and i was like oh that's really neat and then every box sense has pretty much had a theme to whatever pokemon it was for so i'm yeah, about I, it that's awesome 
Um, so you do get the jumbo card. You get the promo card. Obviously, this is a $20 box, uh, assuming it's going to be a $20 box. It's just kind of your average collection box. The packs that we are seeing inside of the box are two Vivid Voltage, one Darkness Ablaze. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a Darkness Ablaze on the back left corner. Yeah. And then one Burning Shadows. Which, that would be incredible. If that's the 100% real set, incredible. Great job. That's... There's always a chance. There is always a chance, even with one pack. Right? There's a chance. You're saying, saying there's a chance. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, so, yeah, of course, always the pack selection is subject to change. We've seen that even very recently. So, um, but that's what we're seeing right now. So, Orbital Box, that is getting released on November 20th. So, November 20th, it is going to be a jam-packed holiday season. Yes. Absolutely jam-packed with collection boxes, tins, um, pin collections, uh, Champions Pass, Vivid Voltage. It's just so much releasing in kind of like a month span or a eh, month and a half, two months span. Um, a lot of in the holiday season. Yes, a lot of stuff. But that's kind of how it is every year, though. It's, that's nothing new. I mean, we saw that last year with Hidden Fates, you know. So it, yeah. it's it's nothing new. It just All seems right, like, aside from, like, Hidden Fates really keeping last year busy, it's, besides this holiday set, which we know nothing about, we have Darkness Ablaze riding strong. We have Vivid Voltage coming in hot with a lot of its own products. And then just, like, sprinkled in random products that have nothing to do with anything. So there's just, like, it just feels like an abundance of a lot. Like, Hidden Fates, there was a lot of Hidden Fates last year. This year just feels like a lot of everything. So... Mm -hmm. Lot to look forward to, lot to collect. Uh, so Orbital, you get your moment to shine. Uh, next up, we have the Zacian League Battle deck, which is this one's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, because this is featuring Zacian V, but it's also featuring uh, Arceus, Dialga, and Palkia. So um, this is this is basically the Zacian ADP that we're seeing a lot in competitive uh, right yeah. now. Um, and it's going to be available in a League Battle box, which is insane that a top-tier deck like this is going to be just made available. Like, you can just go purchase it and Similar it ready to, to the play. last two that came out, uh, this is probably going to be one that people are going to scoop up to sit on because this one will probably hold its value uh, if it, and be more sought after then. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll see. I'm very curious to see what the price of this is a week after it comes out. But I also yeah, think, I think they're trying to make up. competitive cards a little more accessible, too. Because I think they did, in the Trainer Toolkit, they, like, Dedenne was a staple in a lot of decks, too. Yeah. And they made oh, those yeah. available. So it's it's kind of good, in a way, to, to give these they cards give it its own a little space. bit more accessibility. Right? And then they Absolutely. The yeah. Because uh, my my thought, and, you know, of course, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any inside information. But my thought is that Pokemon, I think their main concern with the game will always be playing the game itself. Like, obviously, they, they pay attention to collectability and stuff like that, but I think the core the, the core of Pokemon TCG is the game itself, and they always want to make sure that people are able to play the game and easily able to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the health of the genre 
and the TCG will rely on, you know, the younger generations, young kids to be actively involved in the game and, and in the hobby. So it's in it's in their best interest to keep these cards available to, to people and not, you know, have decks cost hundreds of dollars that some kids just won't be able to afford, right? Right. Or or even being able to go to the store and finding sets that were released within the past year. I, I, I think, you know, obviously we've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, you know, unbroken bonds team up very two very difficult sets to find right now. Um I, I think I feel like this holiday season we're going to see a big restock when it comes to unbroken bonds and uh, team up. I mean, because these sets were just released not that long ago, and uh, to be able to, to or to to not be able to go to the store and, and find these and 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 play with these brand new cards uh, can be a little worrisome when it comes to the the card game itself, uh, yeah. because these are brand literally brand new cards. So. And if- and if they did it with Ultra Prism, they can do it with these too, because Absolutely. it was a long time before we got a reprint for, for Ultra Prism. So uh, yeah. I would definitely agree with you. They they probably should be on the horizon at some point, because um, there were some staple competitive cards in both those sets. So as long as they're still in the rotation, then it makes the most sense. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Pokemon can, can print whatever at any time, right? I mean, who's to say? <laughs> now, this obviously <laughs> won't happen, but... Who's to say that tomorrow they're just like, all right, we're printing base set again. <laughs> it, I mean, it could happen. Wizards <laughs> of the coast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's to say that they they just don't do that? I mean, obviously, yeah. 99.999 repeating, that's not going to happen. But there's no, like, cutoff line for when they when things get stopped printing. That's just kind of something that's in the community that people speculate. They can, yeah. print, they can print stuff whatever they want. It's their company. <laughs> it's true. And I think, I mean, I think a lot of kids who start to learn about older cards and stuff like that, I mean, it would be pretty cool to play with those like in competitive and stuff like that. So maybe you don't see massive set reprints, but maybe you see older cards sprinkled in here and there. Now, Absolutely. Mind you, the competitive landscape is so much different than what the cards were back in the, the Watsi era. I mean, you're, you're talking like the, the big heavy hitter cards were like 100 HP. Now we're dealing with cards with... 400 hp so they would yeah. have to obviously make some tweaks and stuff like that but i mean we've seen it with you know not not so many cards but you know some rares and things like that that had art from the old sets. so i mean you never know to your point you just never know exactly you never know i mean we saw you know you just mentioned ultra prism we saw booster boxes of ultra prism climbing up to the 500 dollars mark um and then they just simply reprinted ultra prism and it uh it brought it back down yeah. And so that could be any minute. That's why, you know, when it comes to, let's say, the investing part, you know, if, if you're wanting to invest in something, you know, with newer stuff, you, you definitely have to be very careful with it because uh, things can be reprinted at a moment's notice. Um, so I think you have to be willing to hold on to things for a very long time. And, and, and right now, with everybody um, knowing to hold on to things, and people buying a lot of things right now. Uh, I think this this era right now is going to take a lot longer for things to gain a lot of value over time because everybody's holding on to things right now. It's definitely true. I mean, especially with, with grading cards too. I mean, like you you have so many people grading cards now because they know to do it. Whereas obviously the, the inherent rarity of older cards is that people weren't grading these in, in mass volumes and things like that. So especially like Diamond Pearl and some of like the 
the less popular eras when Pokemon was kind of at a dip in popularity. Like, nobody's grading this stuff. And there's a lot of played cards because, I mean, it was just people playing with them a lot and things like that. But that's why some of those things are so hard to find. But now the market is so optimized that people just know to do this. They know to hold on to sealed product and they know to grade the chase cards. And it's going to be interesting to see how they hold value. But, I mean, the one X factor here is that if there's the demand for it, and that's so, you know, you could print a million boxes, but if there's demand for 2 million, then that's going to, that's going to impact as well. So uh, yeah. it's definitely hard to say. I mean, I, I can't really, I honestly don't have a clue where it's going to go because I can see both sides of it, but there's a lot of things that go into it that, uh, that can kind of change what's going to happen. But I, I would tend to agree with you on your points there. Um, so yeah, I, I forgot what topic we were even on. Okay, Zossi and Lake Battle Day. <laughs> That's how it goes here on this podcast. We we uh, get excited about things and we keep talking about it. Okay, um, next up on the list because uh, it, and one of the reasons we wanted Nick to come on is because uh, Nick is so good at discussing things and uh, very knowledgeable about stuff. So you're going to hear a lot of discussions about things throughout the podcast. Um, Number six on my list right now. Yes, I do have them numbered. This Hidden Fates restock. Yeah. Um, it, it just happened uh, at Walmart. Um, the same time they put out the Eternatus VMAX Premium Collection box and these V Power 10s, they also restocked with the Walmart exclusive Hidden Fates boxes. About, uh, about 10 boxes per Walmart store uh, is what I've been seeing. And... If you didn't find any by now, there's probably a good chance you're not going to find any <laughs> because uh, yeah. they are. I mean, if, if you're not the first person to find them, then you, you might not just have any luck because if, if if you are the first person to find them, most likely you're probably going to buy all ten boxes. Yeah. Let's just let's just be honest. You know what I mean? It, it's that's that's what we're seeing with Hidden Face. People love it so much they cannot get enough of it. There's not that many people going and, and, and just buying one or two boxes. They're buying all of them. I'm um, guilty of clearing off a couple of <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit to, to the podcast listeners, I, I've done it. Because, I mean, it's it's kind of bad that we're all in that mentality. But you see it, and you have to get it, or else it might not be there. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit selfish. But, I mean, I've opened all the stuff that I've got. I mean, it's just, it's just fun to open. I mean, plain and simple. <laughs> It's one of those things that you don't know when you're going to see it again. You know what I mean? Like this might be the last time ever that you see it in the store. And sure. um, it, it'd be hard to to pass it up. Um, I was nice. Uh, or I, I, I wasn't nice enough. I was uh, I, I was lucky enough is what I meant to say um, that uh, a breaking family member found some at a Target near or Walmart near me. And uh, bought a couple boxes and then let me know that there was a couple boxes left. And I was able to go pick up some of those boxes and um, open them up in a video that I did on Tuesday. Uh, so there is still a chance that you might find them out there. Um, I know not all Walmarts have restocked yet with the new stuff. I know some Walmarts are fast at doing it. Other Walmarts, it seems like it takes forever for them to restock something. So um, don't lose hope yet. Do not give up. Um, keep checking. You might be surprised at what you find. Um, but yes, they are restocking Hidden Fates. And it should be hitting the UK sometime soon as well. The Hidden Fates 10s restock uh, should be this month sometime. I don't know yeah. the exact date, but it should be this month happening. Yes. Um, 
now my question that I want to ask both of you is, do you think this is the last Hidden Fates restock? I want to... Do you want to go first, Jordan, or do you want me to... Uh, well, I think I've said in, in previous episodes, I think I feel one more after this. I think I think there's going to be one more push for it to hol- in the holiday season, and I think the reason why is the excitement for Champion's Path is kind of uh, not all there anymore for a few reasons, which we'll get into. Um, so I do think that there's a chance for them come November to do one last one last push of product to get the rest out and clear it all out. All right. So, so Jordan, do you think one more restock is coming? Yes, one, one more. One more. All right. Nick, what about you? I don't think so. I think this should be it because they do have new sets coming out that they need to promote. They need to push. And I think they, they definitely know what they have with this set. Like this set was, was pure magic. I mean, I, I can't remember a time where, you know, old collectors, new collectors, everybody was just so amped about this set that it was just pandemonium. And I think if they if they keep reprinting these things and they keep it around for such a long time, I think they're going to try to capture that magic. And we're going to see something like this again. But I don't think they, they want to take away the allure of what this set did. So we're not going to get one every year. It might be every couple of years. But this this was special and they know that. And I don't think they're going to reprint it to the point where people are, are going to get sick of it. So that's just my opinion. I think this one will be it. Well, here's here's why I, I, I'm, I'm you know I'm putting a bet on on one more is that at this point with this set, it's really not for the the general consumer anymore. It's not for the person who's up to date on Pokemon cards or the kid who's excited to get a new pack of Vivid Voltage or Champions Path or anything like that. These sets are going out and they're being all bought up by collectors like hard hardcore collectors uh sealed collectors resellers uh people like that these are the people who are who are buying this stuff up more than just the kid walking into target and finding a box or walmart and finding a box because that's not really happening anymore it's it's like just like we talked about if nate if you saw if you walked into walmart on stock day with 10 boxes there you're probably buying all 10 boxes and then they're gone I mean, I don't really need any more hit <laughs> no, no one really needs any more, but like in general, that's how it kind of is at the moment. So I don't think like I think they know that they can push whatever final stock they may have and sell it all at the same time because the collector market or the reselling market or or uh, you know the, the the box break market on this stuff is still active and very huge, and the cards have been skyrocketing in prices. So. I think that they know that they can have an easy time selling all of it and not worrying about it affecting any of their other products. I think they've proved that, that, you know, like this whole year so far that we've had all these sets come out, all these products, and yet we're still talking about Hidden Fates. So I, I think yeah. if there is one more push, it's just because they know that there's people out there that will still buy them and it won't affect the other stuff. And it may just encourage to buy more of the other new stuff for this holiday set or for vivid voltage or or whatever maybe coming out at this point yeah i think that's a totally fair comment honestly i i I definitely can see what you're saying um and really at the end of the day i mean the set sells so if if they really wanted to do more print runs i mean they're they're not going to have excess stock or lose money or or things like that so they've they've proven they can sell it of this stuff you know after several reprints so i mean that just adds further to your point that 
it's certainly possible. I mean, there, there's nothing for them to lose by doing another one. I just think that in order to kind of have the same kind of effects possibly down the line, maybe they still want to just make that, you know, make something like this, set this special desirable. But do I think that one more reprint will probably take that away? No, but I think they probably, you know, it's just my opinion. Maybe they want people talking about this for a long time. But we'll, you know what? I think we'll find out pretty soon. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I am going to say Target Doorbuster. I think we are yeah. going to see $10 Hidden Fates 10s come uh, come this holiday season. I think that is going to be a, a Target Doorbuster. Um, because I Okay, so Target does the $10 10s. They've done it, what, for the past four or five years uh, that I can think of? Yeah. Um, at least. And... Um, at least I hope they're I, still ten dollars because they know they could say fifteen and they'd still sell. <laughs> so right. I hope they're ten dollar. So I, I'm thinking about this. What other tens have been released that are not the twenty five dollar tens? Nothing, because those Walmart ones never came out, did they? No, those are Walmart ones. So right, that's what I'm saying. But like, we didn't even see those. So so I yeah. don't think we've had a twenty dollar ten this year, have we? So so what other tens could they possibly use? So that makes me think that maybe another Hidden Fates uh, Target Doorbuster is going to happen. Or here's how they get away with making Hidden Fates 15. All 10s are 15 because it's the $25 getting $10 off, but it's Hidden Fates really only getting $5 off. So all 10s are five are, are, are 15 uh, bucks. That's true. Like You couldn't do that. That's a fair point. Man. Listen, they, they it's been a rough year for everyone, even these major corporations, which obviously that's the last thing I feel – pity for is how target's doing you know but like i i just feel like that could happen you know i'm just saying 15 tins to be like hey look these 25 dollars ones are 15 hidden fates it's 15 as well you know <laughs> so i i do think they're coming i think target doorbusters absolutely that that's like the best bet to to put out there for it uh i just think november in general leading up to black friday they'll be the last push of product and it'll all be gone because last year, wild thinking no one bought them for ten dollars yeah. for some reason. It's kind of wild thinking back to ten dollar hidden fates tins, looking at the landscape now. But if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was a point after that, you know, crazy initial rush that there was a little bit of fatigue on the set because yes. it was being opened in excess and things like that. And I think this is around the time where they did that doorbuster because it was probably one of the rare times where actually had excess inventory now it seemed like after that there was that second wave that that just resurge of you know interest in the set and then it never settled down after that so yeah um i, I think if they did this again i mean it's, it's gonna fly in a second like it's, it's gonna be like a black friday kind of thing where these things will be gone in a heartbeat because if you're buying ten dollar tins for a chance to pull an eight hundred dollar card i mean that's some pretty good return on investment if you can hit it and even there's other cards in the set that that can really give you some good money for, Un for even ungrading things like that. Just ungraded, yeah, exactly. they're worth a lot. I like Umbreon and Espeon. Like uh, Umbreon's literally pushing at a hundred dollar value. It's at like ninety three, yeah. ninety six bucks, and then Espeon's like right there, right behind it. Like oh, yeah. they're they are pushing. Sure. Like the Charizard obviously has that multiple hundred dollar lead at a at a raw. Like I think like raw right now, it's like six hundred bucks for a raw yeah. Charizard fresh out of the pack. These is ungraded. Obviously, you get that graded. That's a ten. 
disgusting. You're looking at money, money, money on all that stuff. If if that's what you're into, if that's what you want to collect the the, the slabs from sure. PSA or or from Beckett uh, and hold on to them or or sell them or return on investment, whatever. That's that's what people are doing. People are buying a lot of raw cards from other people just at a chance to grade them in bulk to see if they can get higher grades. Because like even eights and nines vet pretty well, but the, there's a higher chance you're going to get a, a nine or a ten on a lot of these cards, um, for the most part, from what I've seen about how how good they are yeah. and on the prints on them. Even though they have reprinted and done so much, still still worth quite a bit. So. Pretty interesting to see. I still think there's a, a good market for it if they do decide to do a last push for the for for the holidays and uh, shouldn't shouldn't affect the rest of the business. Oh, abso- absolutely not. And and I think something important to think about is uh, a lot of people always ask me from a from a value standpoint, um, mm-hmm. is it worth opening Hidden Face or holding on to it? And I say if you have the Hidden Fates 10s or you have the Walmart exclusive boxes, it's better to open them up. If you have anything else besides those two, it's better to keep it sealed. Yes. I would that that would be my opinion because they, we've seen the 10s so much. We've seen the the Hidden Fates uh, Walmart exclusive boxes so much, but the other things never got reprints. Oh, that's very true. And everything, and all those were first print runs. And you know, there are theories that the first print runs are better conditioned than the the other ones, or whatever. Um, and the pull rates are better in those as well. So um, I think if you have things that are not the tens or the Walmart exclusive boxes, keep those sealed. Am I wrong thinking that? No, no. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there's depending on yeah what product you have. I mean, there's really pros for for doing both. I mean, if you if you open a couple packs. Pull a hundred dollar card out of a twenty dollar box or a thirty dollar box. Well, I mean that's just one pack. And the thing is, like every pack has a chance to be a home run. Every pack can have anything in it. So, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be like most most sets. You chase one card or one or two cards, but mm-hmm. there's multiple in the set that are considered like you know good hits. So, I mean, your your odds for for doing well are significantly higher than other sets. So, I mean. You know, there's no chance you're going to get the Charizard. No good chance, right? Like, obviously, it's very difficult to pull, but you're pulling, like, a full art evolution. I mean, you're walking away pretty happy, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? The Charizard's not too hard to pull. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still work- I'm still working on that shiny Greninja <laughs> <laughs> that I cannot seem to pull. And that's the truth. I've pulled, what, four or five shiny Charizards? I cannot pull a single shiny Greninja at there all. There you go. But there, then there's a, there's a little more incentive to keep opening them up, man. Right? I'm trying to pull that last one. That last one. Uh, one day. One day. I believe uh, in you. Thank you. I, maybe I on this final that. reprint or this September reprint. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe uh, maybe there's just no more chances. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, right? maybe they didn't print any more Greninjas. They said, ah, too many on the market. We don't need any more. I'm going to have to uh, to break into my, my secret Hidden Fate stash to... Bump, bump, open things bump. but but now nah, I, I i don't think i could do that i really don't i mean because i got a bunch of hidden fates elite trainer boxes sealed and the um the ball collections and the pin collections i just that stuff i definitely couldn't open yeah no there's yeah there's no point to open that right right i have a couple of the hundred dollar boxes um i have one etb sealed it cost me an umbreon <laughs> <laughs> 
it's wild but, the etv prices on I, I couldn't even believe it like i it tripled I in value so fast for the longest time yeah. and i saw i saw what the price was going for i couldn't believe it i kicked <laughs> myself for not keeping any of mine sealed <laughs> <laughs> i mean jordan do you remember months ago on the yeah. podcast you were talking about how you wanted one sealed but you didn't want to quite um pay the hundred and fifty dollars for one <laughs> yeah so i gave like I, I gave someone like four hidden fates cards in exchange for a sealed box because I mean, one look, of the cards was an umbreon and at the time the umbreon was like 60 bucks now it's even more but like yeah. i'd used the cards i had to get the box because i wasn't gonna pay 150 for a box i mean imagine imagine now okay let's say you didn't have one yeah, you know, and and you didn't want to pay that hundred and fifty dollar price for one, sure. and now and now you're looking at three hundred dollars. It's you know just just throw an Umbreon, Espeon, and you know you'll be good. Hey, if I had a charge, I can get like two of those boxes sealed. It'd be crazy. Would you would you have paid a three hundred dollar price for the Elite Trainer box? No, <laughs> I didn't want to pay fifty. I, I like a I good solid forty it. bucks, <laughs> but when the holiday sets put it at fifty, I'm like, fine, <laughs> fine. I guess fine. I get two more packs and a promo. Fine. Um, I feel like the the generations elite trainer box is actually going up in price too. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised on that. Um, yeah, that one's actually about two hundred. The thing is, like, elite trainer boxes are so good to open, and like. For the the stained glass, you know, legendary birds card. Like there was a lot of reason to open up those hidden fates elite trainer boxes, right? Oh, like, that card. It was gorgeous. the one place you could get a lot of packs. You get a really cool promo card. So nobody really at the time is thinking about keeping those things sealed because I mean I, I don't think anyone kind of anticipated the the spike that you would see in it. But in, in hindsight, it, it, you know, I can understand why there aren't so many because it, it was very 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 tempting to open. I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, I, the the um. Moltres, Zapdos, Articuno, stained glass. I guess that's that would be going for a lot too. Yeah. I think so. I, I don't know the price on that off my hand, but you'd have to figure that it's you know as that box climbs, it's got to climb as well too, right? Right. I'm looking at a sold one. It was sold on September 8th. Okay, so today, as we're recording this, um, with the plastic still on it. Let me check here. Uh, I believe the plastic is still on it. Forty dollars. Really? I thought. You know what? Well, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I would say I would say that's fair. I mean, that's almost the price of the Elite Trainer box retail alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny thinking that's like that's like oh, that's not that's not that much at all. I guess when you're comparing it to a, a three hundred dollar Elite Trainer, box, <laughs> <laughs> I guess in comparison it's okay. But yeah, um, okay, interesting, interesting. All right. There's your weekly Hidden Fates talk for everybody. <laughs> we'll keep you updated next week on what happens with Hidden Fates. Yeah. Uh, next up, I saw this actually on Reddit and I just wanted to, uh, bring it up because I thought it was interesting. Uh, it was posted by a user named Hepburn, H-E-P-B-U-R-N. I, I guess maybe 007 is what I ended in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they, they had posted, uh, that they had bought a Darkness Ablaze Elite Trainer Box and they actually pulled two. Charizard VMAXs from it. A two in one? Two in one Elite Trainer box. Unheard of. Well, you know what? Obviously, there's no video of it happening, but I just like to take people at their word, right? You know? Yeah. I, 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 I like... We don't know this person. I'll, tell, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. 
Exactly, right? Yeah. You always always try to see the good in people unless otherwise, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take it for what it is, but that that's kind of cool, right? Two, two Charizard VMAXs in one Elite Trainer box. It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So uh, congratulations to them. That's that's oh, very interesting. Absolutely. Um, next up, we have some more cards uh, that were announced from Shocking Volt Tackle, uh, the next set that will be released in Japan on September 18th, which is next Friday. So I would say next week we should be discussing the entire set. Yeah, we should be able to, to see what else is coming through, which I'm excited for because the set's already been looking fantastic. So I right? can't wait to see all the uh, – <laughs> while we're doing the podcast, everything dropping you know, <laughs> like usual. At least I hope so. So a lot of the cards from Shocking Volt Tackle, will, uh, assuming, will be part of the Vivid Voltage set released um, yeah. around the world on November, what, 20th? Is that the release date? 13th. Oh, 13th, okay. Um, so yeah, so it should give us a good idea of what's going to be in Vivid Voltage. And a lot of people, I've asked random people, like, are you more excited about Champion's Path or Vivid Voltage? Every time it's Vivid Voltage. Every single time. I, I think it's it's old school chunky Pikachu. All right. That's all that matters. Right. And, and the fact that we don't know a lot about Champions Pass right now. So yeah. there's not a whole lot to be excited about when it comes to Champions Pass. We yeah. know a little we bit more about four Vivid cards Voltage. that are going to be inside of it. So and that's just the uh, car- cover cards. That's it. That's all yeah. we know that's inside of it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, as far as some cards that were announced from Shocking Volt Tackle, um, Shed Ninja, we got um, Exploud, uh, Shiftry. And I, I want to talk about this Shiftry card because I don't know if, if any of you have read the ability on this Shiftry. But it's this is what it is. It says, as long as this Pokemon is in your active or is, is your active Pokemon, the effect of each supporter card in your opponent's hand becomes draw three cards from your deck. In your opponent's hand? Yeah. So every supporter card your opponent plays becomes draw three cards now. Hmm. And it has no other effect. That's it. That's interesting. That is very interesting, right? Yeah. It's a very, like, uh, a very troll-like <laughs> ability. Yeah. But it could also easily be your downfall, depending on what they pull. I was going to say, I'm not a TCG expert in terms of competitive, but, I mean, I think a lot of the the, the benefit of supporter cards is to is to like mill through your cards pretty quickly and get stuff in your hands. So if you can play those, you know, in rapid succession, you can get a lot of stuff in your hand. I would, one would think. I could be totally wrong, but... Yeah, it, it just seems a, like a very interesting ability. Does it, does it hurt your opponent, or... Does it help your opponent? Maybe it That's... depends on the kind of deck that they run too. Like if if they're trying to target certain things and just you know blind drawing doesn't help, then I guess it could. But if it's a card that you know you know, or if it's a deck that is built off you know getting a lot of cards or needing a certain combo, then maybe it's detrimental. I'm who knows. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, but we'll really talk about Shocking Volt Tackle next week because I would assume uh, we'll with it getting it. released on the 18th, we will definitely have a lot more information about it. Um, yes. Probably drop right after this podcast. <laughs> That's how it always goes. We'll probably know everything about Champion's Path in the morning. <laughs> I would assume I would assume this week, 
I, I can assume this week we're going to find out a lot about Champion's Path, obviously. Absolutely. Have, by that point, by the end of this week, that means there's two weeks left until the set drops. We have to learn something about it. So I assume this week is the final week where we'll learn something. We'll know something. Yes. Uh, next up in the news, we got, which we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the podcast, uh, kind yeah. of shocking, the Sword and Shield ultra premium collection box this is the 100 box that's supposed to be released on november 20th now we yes. thought this was going to have to do with champions pass but it looks like it has, this has nothing to do with anything nothing to do with Champions. it's Pass like hey we're celebrating sword and shield but spoiler alert we've only had one year with sword and shield we usually don't get this kind of set until the end of a set like we don't get these type of boxes until the old generation's out Right, they go. All right, we, have th- we usually have three solid years with a generation, and then we get this box. But this box is taking the spot of, it, at least seemingly taking the spot. It's releasing on the same day and for the same price as an ultra premium collection would for the holiday set, and it's also labeled an ultra premium collection. But it's the Sword and Shield ultra premium collection, and right. it's 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 really interesting. So I guess right off the bat, I have to say since I was pushing really hard saying that Charizard would have to be the card in here, the the, the hyper-rare, you know, Charizard yeah. VMAX. Um, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess I'm just wrong completely thinking that Champion's Path would have the premium set this year to follow along to anything else every other year did. Excuse me for following trends. Um, the box is cool. It's a very interesting box. You get a cool gold version of both Zacian and Zamazenta. I believe it says it's going to be from the the shiny uh, set that's coming out in Japan for their holiday season. Uh, it's supposed to match those cards, apparently. Um, cool. It has 16 packs of Sword and Shield series, so various Sword and Shield stuff, which technically, even though Champion's Path is a Sword and Shield era set, it's not a labeled sword and shield set. And usually yeah, holiday so- set packs only come in holiday promotional stuff. They don't just randomly appear in first party other products. So yeah, this it is would really weird. It would be interesting to see that in there, but I honestly don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, this is going to just be four of each pack. Yes, exactly. So if you do the math, 16 packs, you're going to get four base set, rebel clash, darkness of blaze, vivid voltage. That's just the assumption. Yeah. That's that's at least what it seems like. Um, it says you get two two metal. It says specifically metal, which goes also goes back to the end of generation sets. Like when we got the best of X and Y set, that had a metal coin because it was the celebration set, right? Mm-hmm. So it, this really feels like a celebration set, and I'm like, what are, what are we celebrating? It's we're still in the, the in the era, <laughs> unless 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 I'm out of the loop and they're all of a sudden jumping to Generation Nine next year. They're just getting rid of Sword and Shield. Please, someone tell me. Um, but other than that, it's just like a weird time to release this. It's weird to have it as the replacement Ultra Premium. It's a cool set. It's really nice, and we also through this got to find out what the Elite Trainer Box Plus is, which is nothing for us. It doesn't Nate. It doesn't matter for you. Or for me, hey, even in Canada, Nick, doesn't matter for you either, because it's That's not right. for us. It's for it's for Europe. It's the international version. the The Elite Trainer Box Plus is two separate boxes that equal the Ultra Premium box we're getting here, and they're just titling them the uh, Elite Trainer Box Pluses, and they're sixty bucks each 
in other markets around the world. And we're going to get this big set for $100. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. This is just a really weird situation. Unless there's something I don't know about Pokemon happening. For the, unless they're really just betting next year on a lot of 25th anniversary stuff that has nothing to do with Sword and Shield. Like, specifically Sword and Shield, right? Then, then I get it. But then what happens next? Because usually, again, this is year one of Sword and Shield. And I and I don't know what, what's happening. <laughs> Does this collection box coincide with the second expansion of Sword and Shield, though? Oh, Because I know there's another one coming out, so maybe they're kind of tying it into something like that so this or... this only has to do uh, this does with everything of the set this year so by the time we get our next dlc for the main video game which is hesitantly slated for november we still don't have an update of the official release on that um and we're just finally in vivid voltage you know like like well actually i guess it says technically darkness ablaze right we started right. getting some of the first dlc cards uh like with the with the slow bro and everything so I doubt we'll see anything from the DLC from the second DLC this year because it'll probably come out around the same time as the Vivid Voltage comes out. So I doubt we'll see the new versions of the of the original birds or or the new uh, legendary Pokemon that are in it or anything like that or the new Reggie Pokemon. We'll see those probably in the first or second set of next year because we're finally just getting Zarud. You know, which the movie hasn't come out yet, but we've known about Zarud, which what feels like all year. Yeah, and now we're finally getting you know him in the TCG. Um, it's it's really just kind of celebrating all four sets. It's like Sword and Shield, Rebel Clash, Darkness Ablaze, and then Vivid Voltage, uh, which means Champions Path. Unless there's another Ultra Premium Collection, that the the Charizard either has to be in the set or it doesn't exist here at all. And I'm kind of starting to feel like. With with how little we know about this set, I think we're gonna get a really small set with Champions Path and no Charizard. I think the only Charizard at this point we're gonna get is the Elite Trainer Box, and that that hurts me to say because I want this Rainbow Charizard, but I'm I've lost faith. If this if this is our box this year, I'm I, I'm I'm thankful. It's a cool box. I'm excited for it, but personally, I'm disappointed. And that's that's I, that's due to my own expectations. I'm not gonna blame that on Pokemon. I was expecting a something just because we've seen it before. We've seen how these things work. I it's, I just it's didn't definitely expect interesting. This. Yeah. I think that this intrigues me to the point of oh, what does Pokemon have up their sleeve? They ha- I I bet they have something yeah. huge planned. There's a reason why they're doing this. They have something huge planned down the road, and it's all going to make sense. It has to be right. Like next year, literally, has to be insane. I always say that Pokemon knows exactly what they're doing, and this is just another. Oh, I don't doubt it. Uh, just another, uh, another thing that makes me uh, 100% believe that they know exactly what they're doing. Nick, what do you think about? I mean, this is gonna. This is the last thing I have on my news. This is gonna. <laughs> this is gonna lead right into our our big discussions for this week. Um, so, Nick, what what are your thoughts on on Champions Path? Um, we're probably going to hear uh, all the news later this week, um, but as of right now, we know nothing. We're recording this on September 8th of 2020. What right. are your thoughts of Champions Pass? So I can totally understand where Jordan is coming from. Uh, I think a lot of people 
have that, you know, kind of doubts and things like that and a little bit of hesitation to, to really see, you know, what's going to happen with this set. I tend to think a little more optimistically because it's very rare for, for Pokemon to have this little information out this close to a release of a set. So it makes me think that, you know, that they're trying to do this because there really is something, you know, hidden in here that's going to be really, really cool. Because typically, like like you said, we're getting more information on sets coming out months from now than we are about something that's launching in, in close to two weeks. So it really makes me believe that. I mean, Pokemon usually doesn't have the luxury of surprising us with anything because everything gets leaked or we, we have hints and we kind of know what's going on. But maybe this is something they're really trying to keep under wraps because they really want to surprise us with something cool. And I think that's what is going to happen in this set. I don't know if we're going to get a rainbow Charizard or a gold Charizard or something like that, but there's going to be something really cool in here. And that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I have absolutely zero evidence to back this up because we can't find any information about this, but I just think based on the scarcity of information and just how little is known about what's going on here, that it's going to be big. When, when people start opening this up, it's going to be very, very interesting. I have two theories. All right, real quick. Okay. Two theories. Let's hear them. I think that this set is every card is a hollow or better. Every, uh, like, even yeah. comments and comments? I, I think you open this and every card is a minimum uh, hollow, and then you get, like, two guaranteed awesome hits at the back. Like, a, like you, know, you get this uh, a regular V, and then you get uh, a, either a V Max or a chance at a rainbow or whatever, right? I think that's definitely something. I think that's a possibility. Interesting. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! does that all the time with their cards. They'll have special sets where every card in there is a, a rare or hollow or better. Um, and the other thing is we we've seen every other card, aside from those missing ones from the GX era, right? We've already seen every other card go somewhere from Japan already, right? We have We have seen all the cards from Legendary Heartbeat just turn into Vivid Voltage. We there's no cards that we know of, aside from the the four on the front cover, that are missing. I believe, right? Uh, you might be right. Yeah. So what's we there's this, that means there's literally nothing like this set would have to be a hundred percent all new product that we have not seen in Japan. Hmm. So what does that mean? Does that mean they go back to cards we've already had, and they're all hollow or new variants of them? If they're gonna, if they're gonna have to, if the, the only way at this point, and why it has to be so secretive, is that this is a a kind of like a a really big surprise. It, it, they have to go back to what we've already had this year, and they make the cards crazier. They do something crazy, which I don't know what that is. I I I, I don't want to say like, oh, it has to be dictated because I don't know. I don't know what that means. But like, what else? What else could you do? You know, we we we've seen every other card get a home. Now, What's in the set? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here. But the pin collections are centered around like badges from from the different gyms in the region, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, could we also see a potentially revisiting, you know, trainer specific or gym leader specific Pokemon like we did back in the day for Gym Heroes Gym Challenge, where I mean we had some cards before in um sun and moon where it was you know um the not the not the trainer card specifically but it was like you know red and pikachu and things like that but do we go back to like 
even I think the last time they did it was like platinum where it was like, like Cynthia so-and-so frontier brain, things like yeah. that. Do we see leaders Pokemon potentially now? It, it, that's a, that's a very good theory. It's just like it, this would be the first time I feel like we just haven't seen it like beforehand. Like if that was a set, right? If we, if yeah. we had seen in Japan that they were bringing back trainer specific cards like that, I feel like they would, they would have happened and then we would have got them. I, I it, this this could be the first time that the other regions get something before Japan does. Like well, it, that's yeah, that's a good point because now, like you just mentioned, even with the Elite Trainer Box Plus and stuff like that, I mean, could we see regional you know exclusive releases just in product alone or types of products? So will yeah. English get a release before Japan? Will Europe get a release before North America? I mean. I, maybe they're going to try to do this and to kind of, you know, incentivize the regions yeah. to, to collect, you know, their region-specific product, right? So it's, it's definitely a possibility. And my only thing, like, the only hope and the only explanation to still have Charizard in this set, whether it's a, another box that is not announced officially or within the set itself, is because he's on the Elite Trainer Box. It's not, when you look at the Elite Trainer Box, it's not just Charizard. It's Charizard VMAX. Yeah. And if that... Like, the reason Darkness Ablaze gets away with it is because Darkness Ablaze has Charizard on the pack. It doesn't say, oh, the hyper is in here. It just shows regular Charizard VMAX. Mm-hmm. This shows Charizard VMAX specifically on the ETB, and the promo card is a regular Charizard, which kind of just leads me to believe that Charizard VMAX has to do something there. That's kind of like a false advertisement. That's like me putting chunky pikachu on a darkness of blaze pack but he's only in vivid voltage right so i I think i don't know yeah i think we would probably and i'll go well not really go out on a limb but i think the likelihood of the gold charizard v max being in this set is higher than the rainbow rare i see i agree with that i that's something that no one is talking about everyone expects this hyper rare right Everyone's waiting for this hyper rare, but you're bringing up the gold card, right? Because there's never been a Charizard gold card before, and what? Except for the surprise... one in Japan that we never got. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's a do duo, so it doesn't count. He's with Reshiram. He, he's with <laughs> Reshiram, so he's not by himself. He's hanging out with friends. Doesn't count. Right. That's yeah. Right. Of course. I, yeah. I totally blanked on that card. But how? You know, take any Pokemon fan. And you know nothing about the set, and you're just sitting there opening your packs, and you crank out the first English Charizard gold card that you didn't even know existed. And think about that. How cool would that be? I think that's the best theory so far. I think that's the most probable theory. I, you know, so. I think I can get behind that one. I, I do not see Rainbow happening. At and... this point, I do not see Rainbow happening. I just know that Charizard has to be involved because of the ETB. I, to me, they, they have to have yeah. it there. Because, without it, like to me, it just doesn't make sense. Why advertise it? Because people are just going to get angry at you, and you don't want that kind of PR. No. So, and, and if you look at the Charizard on there, right? It's a gold Charizard. Right? His colors represent gold. It's a black box, and he's gold. You never know, man. That's so, kind of what I was thinking a little bit, too. So there you go. That's probably the best theory. Again, we know nothing. We have no insider information. The only wish, thing we know is we that I wish we did because I'd, I'd feel better, more confident about anything I'm saying here. But sure. like, listen, like, we're, we're, most likely 
by the end of this week we'll know about this set. And if we do and we find out that there is a gold Charizard VMAX full art in there, along with whatever other special items they put in there, all the people who have been trying to offload their pre-orders for this because they've had no incentives to keep them are going to regret everything. Because when I say most expensive Charizard in a long time, obviously not more than base set shadowless. Okay. All right. Relax. Everyone listening. (laughs) When I say one of the most expensive Charizard cards ever, and that they make it truly limited, like as limited at minimum as the, the shiny one from last year, it's game over. They just created a mini little hidden fates here with that. And that's going to, just for this one card, if it's a gold VMAX, specifically, I think it could do better than the Charizard from last year. If it's truly limited, it's the VMAX version and it's gold. Whew. Whew. I'm all for it, man. I'm for it. I want it now. I want, you know what? I want this to happen. Who needs the rainbow? (laughs) Keep it in Japan. I don't care. Let's get that gold card happening. All right. We'll find out soon. Hopefully. I'm lucky that I have I have one elite trainer box on pre-order, and I can't for the life of me find another way to get anything. the The site that I order all my stuff, a uh, shop around here, is pre-order sold out on every pin collection, every item, every box, every everything for Champions Pass. Oh wow, every I'm item! Absolutely, yeah. yeah, every every single item is on pre-order, and it's already sold out. And that's crazy. I don't know how I'm going to get a hold of more, but. I don't even think I can open the Elite Trainer Box I'm going to get. Like, I'm going to have to open pin collections because, I mean, I think the Elite Trainer Box is always going to hold value because Charizard, you know, dedicated Charizard collectors will always try to grade every Charizard or, you know, have 10s or things like that if if you're into grading. But, I mean, finding promo cards in good condition is one of the hardest things you can do just because of how it's kept and things like that. So I think that ETB will always have a good inherent value. But is it going to be something like Hidden Fates where you're much more incentivized now because we, we saw what happened to that box to keep this seal to just open pin collections because I'm terrified to open my, my ETB in all honesty because I don't know if I'm ever going to find one again. And, in, in, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Future. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Uh, and I, so I was surprised when you said everything was pre, uh, what everything was sold out as far yes. as pre-orders because uh, at least around me, um, and Jordan, I don't know about you as well. And then, of course, certain sites that I see, it's just the elite trainer boxes that are sold out. Oh, everything's sold out for me as well. Really? Yeah. You cannot, can't, you could, like, if, if you cancel your pre order, like, you're losing it. Like, that, like, there's no chance of getting it back. Everything yeah. is, you cannot order more, pre order more. There's limits on everything already. Huh. If you can find some, Nate, around you, <laughs> I would look at maybe getting some pin collections or something. Well, I mean, I, should I just drop this knowledge right now? I mean, because <laughs> GameStop still has them all up for pre-order. <laughs> of course, I haven't looked on everywhere trying to define these things. So again, huh. my right now, before before this podcast comes out, go check GameStop's website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, they they are sold out of the Elite Trainer boxes. They've been sold out of them for a long time. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But as far as like the pin collections, they're still up for pre-order. The, the pin collections are still up for pre-order on uh, on GameStop as well as um, everything. Literally, I'm looking at it right now. Everything is still up oh, for yeah. pre-order except for Elite Trainer Box. And now I'm looking at the Elite Trainer Box. He's still orange, but he has this gold hint to him. That's the color I was thinking. Like, Almost he has, like, like this copper look. 
Yeah, like a, like like I feel like it's gonna be shiny on the packaging. Yeah. That's like a shiny thing. So it's orange, yellow, goldish. Like I don't know, but the gold theory is great, and I like it's gaming it. steam. Look it's at look at steam. This is weird. I never noticed this before. GameStop has like a size scaler for how big the ETB is. It's yeah, just a picture the picture of the person behind it all grayed out in this little box. I don't know. That's just funny for me for some reason. I don't know why that is. Are we gonna uh, see the first ever bronze? Pokemon card? Ooh, but that's not as fun as a gold or a silver. That's more fun. That's, that's, Third that's place? Way, that's way more fun because we've never seen one before. We've never I mean, seen true. a bronze Pokemon card. True. I mean, you're not wrong, but I so think there's just it, something about gold that just... So I, what, I wanna, what I'm interested in right here is looking at the Elite Trainer Box, now that you've started talking about the image, mm-hmm. there's a clear shadow on Charizard, and Charizard's looking up like it's about to face something. Yeah, there's a shadow like right down the middle of Charizard. Well, I can't tell if that's a shadow or if that's like a glimmer effect in movement. That's what I can't tell. That's fair too. That's fair too. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean just, it's either just, or. Disregard that. <laughs> no, it's a, that's a perfectly fine theory. The only it thing I be- can have to back that up is if you look at the the small picture of it, the orange shifts over a little more. Yeah, it, it would be very cool if there was a shadow behind it, because maybe it was Leon's Charizard or something. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. Well, we are getting be. that. We're in Vivid Voltage. We are getting the uh, the trainers in the backgrounds of the card. Yes. So that's yeah. No, that's a fair point. I don't know. Um, th- th- this is literally all just hey, let's throw darts at a board and see what happens at this point. And oh, last, for sure. also last time I checked, um, Amazon should still have Champions Pass available for pre order as well. All right, everybody, disregard what I said. <laughs> Clearly, where, where I'm looking. Um, they, the weird thing is, is they are more expensive on Amazon, but they are sold and shipped by Amazon. Okay. Amazon definitely. Yeah, did Amazon. Re- Amazon totally needs more money. It only made the most money this year with everything so, like, happening. Their their pin collections are about twenty dollars. That's okay. ridiculous. They're already price gouging. It's not even out yet. <laughs> At least give it a week. There, uh, it says you can pre-order an Elite Trainer box, but that's by a different company on Amazon. That's not sold and shipped by Amazon. Yeah, and it's got to be it's got to be marked up. I mean, there, there's no way that those things are still selling at retail, which is absurd because it's it's still a pre-order. Um, I know I was able to catch the Amazon pre-orders for the Elite Trainer box for Champions Pass, and. Uh, they were fifty-two or fifty-three dollars, sold and shipped by Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I paid, I think, uh, like seventy dollars up here Canadian for it, and it's funny because I I went and yeah, shopping in Canada, the uh, yeah, <laughs> our uh, our dollars no fun. That's why I can't order anything off Pokemon Center because it's you know shipping across the border and then the conversion. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but I remember pre-ordering the Champions Path Elite Trainer Box with, without really understanding. What was in the set? Because I thought about it after. Because I, I knew it was getting hyped like crazy. And I saw them available. I'm like, okay, I'll pick one up. And then I sat there after. I'm like, I don't even know what's in the set. Like, why did I just Why did I just do this? And then I, I kind of thought more and more. I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did this. But I sat there pre-ordering, you know, right away for, for a set I knew absolutely nothing about. Just because it was being talked about as, as being really, really cool. And I think everyone just kind of got swept up in this in this huge wave. Oh, you, you know, you got to get the lead trainer box that... You know, once I took a step back, and I just had no idea why I did what I just did. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, at, at least you're getting, I know a lot of people have said, like, at least I'm getting the Charizard. They know that. Yeah. They, at least I'm getting that promo Charizard. But um, as far as the packs go, um, it's, it's going to be interesting because we'll, we'll you know, we're probably going to hear information this week about Champions Path. So it'll be interesting once that information drops, are we going to see a lot of these pre-orders, like I just mentioned on Amazon and on GameStop, are we going to see a lot of them disappear because now we know what's in the set? Uh, I, I don't think so, only because I think for every person that cancels it, like Jordan was saying, like someone will take their place, especially yeah. for the Elite Trainer Box. Uh I, I I don't know. I wish I wish we had more information. I just wish cool. I wish we did. You know what? I, I'm kind of going to. I'm just going to try to be optimistic and enjoy the ride of not having. Right. It is exactly. You know, it's we, fun. We may open this for the first time. I mean, obviously, when the set comes out, we'll know because people will be posting about it. But I mean, if if you're lucky enough to get stuff either early or you haven't checked, you know, online and stuff like that maybe for the first time in a long time, just open it up and, and just truly be surprised by, by what's in there. Enjoy the commons, the uncommons, just, you know, take your time and whatever happens, happens. It would be fun to have a set that nobody knew what was inside of it. And nobody found out until release day. I think that would be, that would be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously that will never happen because cards obviously have to go, <laughs> they have to go to stores, you know, stores and, and, We'll open them up and stuff like that, and we'll know. Yeah. But somebody um, Walmart will open it a couple of days early, and then exactly will get their hands on it. So yeah, there there'll always be little leaks for sure, but a couple of days before. But um, but like when we were kids, we didn't know. I mean, we, the internet wasn't like as prominent as it is now. No, way. and we we didn't know what was in a set. At least for me, I didn't know what was in a set until I went to the store and bought it. Yep, and, and you, you know. Yeah, you go to your card shop and you see other kids and whatever cards they have. And sometimes you discover cards for the first time because you someone has something that, that you've never seen before. And that was exactly. how you got a lot of your information, especially with like Japanese cards and things like that. I mean, how often did those things really wander over here? And, you know, how, how much did you really know about them until you saw someone that had them? Exactly, exactly. And, and something else that's totally kind of not Pokemon related, but... If you remember when uh, when you would get a, like a toy, an action figure back in the day, I sound so old saying that, but uh, when you would get a toy or an action figure or a doll back in the day, um, you would look at the back of the box and it would tell you what other toys were currently being released or yes. what toys were going to be coming out soon. And that was the way you found out what was coming up next, like the next um, line of of action figures. That was how you found out was the back of the toy box. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I it, remember it was, in the, the old, you know, wizards of the coast decks, like the base set decks, like they would have a checklist, but I mean, there was no pictures like the late trainer boxes now, like, you know, shows detail and every card and things like that. But you just had a tiny little folded up checklist. So you'd mm -hmm. see what was in the set, but you had no idea what they looked like or, you know, what it was. And that was kind of really, that's enticing because, that made you want to open up more because, you know, what does this look like? You know, I really want this one, but I have no idea where to get it or, or how to find it or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's just a totally different landscape. It is. It is. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Let's move along to uh, Shiny Star V. Um, we got to talk about this a little bit uh, because this is going to be the newest one of the newest sets after after uh, Shocking Bolt Tackle gets released in Japan. Uh, Shiny Star V will be their, their 
what do they call it? The high class premium set. Something something along that name. It's it's basically kind of like their holiday set over there. Um it's gonna it's the typical booster box. You get ten booster packs inside of the box, and every single booster pack you're guaranteed to get that uh that V or that V max. So every single booster pack essentially has a hit inside of it. Um, but with the name shiny star V, it has been confirmed that there will be shiny Pokemon inside of this set. And this will most likely be our holiday set next year, 2021, the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Um, any, any speculation from anybody of what or how this set might possibly work? I think we kind of talked about it a little bit before in the past. Yes. And I can't I can't take credit for this idea, so I will give 100% credit to you for this one. But I think we've seen a lot of shiny cards before, but have we ever seen any tag team shiny cards ever? That's that's right. Uh Nick, you and I talked about this uh on a uh uh on a conference call. Yes. Between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Business call. Um but may I made the guess of just like, hey, like, what would be exciting? Shiny tag teams. I, I mean, and you imagine a shiny tag team of Rush Raymond Charizard GX, a shiny tag team of Pikachu and Zekrom, of Gengar and Mimikyu, Darkrai and Umbreon, Darkrai and Deoxys. I mean, like, it's limitless possibilities, and I mean, that's not even including all kinds of new ones that they could do. And that would be just unbelievable. I, it's so good that it has to happen at some point. And they have to know that. They absolutely have to know that that is just a gold mine waiting to happen. Right. I mean, let's, let's uh, go even a little bit further um, and look at the trios. Arceus, Dialga, Dialga and, and uh, Palkia. Um, uh, sorry, I'm getting so excited here. <laughs> Moltres, <laughs> Zapdos, Articuno. I mean, the shinies of, of trio tag teams would even be crazy shiny stained glass shiny stained glass i mean what I, I, so if you look at it here the way i looked at it is what shiny pokemon would they release because it's 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 going to be re-releases of cards it's not going to be brand new pokemon i don't think at least it's going to be re-released because you you know that's what we saw with um the hidden fate set what was the name of it in japan does anybody remember Oh, uh, GX Ultra Shiny? Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. Ultra, yeah, Ultra Shiny. Yeah. The yeah. Shinies were re-releases of past cards. Right. So I would assume that we would see re-releases for the Shinies once again. And if you go back and look, there's just not a whole lot of stuff that they can re-release. It's too close to the original stuff being released. You know, like we yeah. would have just seen, you know shocking bolt tackle and and uh explosive walker and all those sets with they were just released this year to so to do a reprint again of them even though they would be shiny just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me personally so you go back a little bit further and that's when you start looking at your tag teams um and i think right there is is where the gold mine is shiny tag teams is yeah. Jordan, do you think it's possible? 
I'm at this point, anything's possible, man. Pokemon, the, the game has changed. All right, this isn't the average anymore. Hey, we're putting out four packs a year in a holiday set, and you know what to expect. Th- if this year has taught me anything, is that I know nothing. <laughs> this year has taught me that. <laughs> Releases don't matter. Cards in the set don't matter. There's always going to be something surprising coming out at any given moment. And I don't expect anything less, especially from the 25th anniversary. If anything, I expect next year to be the weirdest release of cards we've ever seen. From what's in regular sets to what's in the holiday set to to what random products they're going to release. What if there's like a flashback set that is literally just a trip through the ages? of the last 25 years in cards, you know? What if there's a full-on reprint of, of a Neo set, you know, like we do with Evolutions for base set? You know, what if they brought back trainer cards similar to, you know, Gym Heroes or, or you know, Cynthia's this and that, like you brought up earlier, Nick? Like, yeah. who knows at this point? I, I want all the above, but I'm also looking forward to being surprised when we hear these announcements because I'm not... I'm tired of being like, wow, I'm shocked they did this because why should I be shocked anymore? Like, they, this is what they do now. They, they, they've created something so craveable that is so interesting with every release. It's never the same thing, you know. It's always just something new. And I'm very excited to see what that next new step is then because they haven't done me wrong ever. You know, I may be confused about this whole holiday premium, ultra premium set this year. But next year, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever is going to happen. Because for the 25th anniversary, what else can you really hope for? Is then the, the, one, the craziest yeah, the, releases ever. The one thing I would say about maybe the shinies, the tag team shinies, is that is it too soon to Hidden Fates to do another big shiny set? Like, will, um, they, will they keep it, you know, a little bit further down the line just to make sure that these sets are special and not, you know, we don't get numb to, you know, you know, big shiny sets and things like that. So, so. I, I do think it's going to be a decent sized shiny sh- set. I don't think it's going to be as big as hidden fates in terms of the amount of volume that had for shiny cards. Uh, I right. do think there will be a good bit, but it's roughly now every two years we see some sort of shiny set happen. Um, and it'll be two years by the time that one gets here, and it's two years in Japan since Ultra Shiny when they're getting this for their holiday season. So yeah. it may it makes no, sense I, yeah. for their timeline of shiny cards. I just think I think it'll be more than what we got for like Shining Legends, right? I don't think it'll be like seven eight cards, right? I think it'll be more than that, obviously. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be. Here's eighty five shiny cards. Go find them all, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do think Pokemon obviously wants to recreate a Hidden Fates. Why wouldn't they? It's good for the the players of Pokemon, the collectors, the sellers, the economy. Everyone, everyone's going crazy over the Pokemon for for Hidden Fates. And if they can duplicate that, and 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 also not have to be as ridiculous about it in terms of how many how many shiny cards they put in the set, that then that's good for them. That's just more money in their pocket to to make greater products. So. I, I fully expect next year's set to be crazy, just not as crazy as Hidden Fates in terms of what's in it. But, dude, let me tell you this. If they put a shiny Charizard VMAX rainbow in that set, <laughs> game over. <laughs> that, 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 that is going to be the most ridiculous, expensive card 
next year. So unless there's like some like one of like one limited 25th anniversary card, uh, that Charizard would win hands down next year for value, most likely. Now, so there's there's one interesting thing. Sorry, Nate. Just to, no, no, one go ahead. last final thought there was there's been a lot of speculation in like other TCGs like Magic and things like that um, that it'll kind of follow a similar sports card theme where there'll be you know artist inserts, you know signatures and things like that where maybe for the 25th anniversary you might see it gravitate a little more towards that or they might try something like that because having some unique art signed by an artist i mean how crazy would that be to pull just from a random pack just to have a kind of insert like that that'd be awesome so i wonder if they would do something like that because like you know you know if you look on pokemon center i'm still bummed out that i missed out on the the sugimori art pieces like is, is that something that they're going to keep experimenting with maybe in the tcg you know, for a 25th anniversary to, to kind of go across the different artists and the styles and things like that, it could be something that they try to experiment with in the future as well, too. Absolutely. I think that would be phenomenal. That would be insane if they did something like that. Because you I see mean, the demand, like, well, I mean, going back to Worlds, like the demand for, for signatures and to have people have their cards signed by these artists. I mean, people are lining up like crazy to, to get this to happen. So could you imagine the, the demand or, you know, how well-received, you know, signed cards and, you know, things like that, or or numbered cards, even, you know, one of 25 or something like that. Could you imagine, you know, what something like that would, would do for, for collectability and just kind of buzz around a product too, right? Yeah, I mean, we already see the buzz when something is limited to, you know, 500. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It would it'd be even more buzz if it was, you know, limited to 25. <laughs> that would be, it would be insane. Um a couple of things going with shiny star V. I think there's a word in there that a lot of people are looking over and that's the word star. Uh. Do we see possibly gold stars making a comeback? I, uh, gold stars are so, I mean, my favorite card of all time is Latius gold star. And I was very, very fortunate enough to, to be able to get one this year after looking forever. And I think like things like that, you know, and this may just be a, an old time fan kind of talking, but I think they should leave some of these magical things just as they are in the but past. It also kind of contradicts my earlier point of, you know, it might be really cool for some people who are absolutely cannot afford these cards anymore because it's a very, very small percentage who can to actually get their hand on, you know, what gold stars used to be or something like that. So, I mean, I could, you know, would I be thrilled? I think, a lot of people might be hesitant about it at first, but I think it would be something really, really cool to bring back just so everyone can experience what those kind of cards were like and kind of the effect that, that they have now. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as the 25th anniversary, um, just the kind of whole aura around it, anybody have any predictions of what we might see as far as the TCG for the 25th anniversary? Uh, I know, uh, Nick, you had mentioned, obviously you just mentioned, like the inserts. Do you see anything else? I can see a lot, maybe TCG-wise. I think it would be kind of touching on what Jordan said earlier, just kind of just going through the history of what, you know, the different sets that were released. Like, can you see a a set that's kind of amalgamated with, you know, do a big, like, 300-card set, but... You know, the commons are mixed in from certain eras and they're all different arts from 
from different sets and things like that. Um, I could kind of see something like that happen. If, if we can make an Evolutions and make that a mainline set, then we can make a Neo set and fuse it of like the main Neo packs. Like I, right. I think I think it's fully possible because people like it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that was a special one time set, but it was yeah. part of the main series of sets. It wasn't the holiday set that year. It was an actual full on November final set of the of, of X and Y. So true. while this isn't gonna be the while next year won't have the final sets of Sword and Shield as far as we know, um I, it, I it's still possible. Uh, if not, I see they, they they could easily do stuff like we saw in the second year of Sun and Moon with stuff like uh, Lost Thunder and whatnot, having reprinted artwork uh, on the cards from you know Gen 3 time. We had a lot right. of reprinted artwork that year um, in, in, in the set sprinkled in, so we could easily see, like we saw a, a hollow Tyranitar pop back up that was the same hollow tyranitar from back in the day we had don fans with the same artwork we had a lot of stuff like that so i'm curious and interested to see if that would happen uh or if we get a whole dedicated set again which would be nice because that year fell on an anniversary it it just happened to also be the end so i think it's totally plausible to think we're going to get a whole on you know evolutions but like neo set like what if they made pokemon evolutions 2 like they made like like we have we had base set 2 what if they made an evolutions 2 <laughs> and it's literally like neo they call it they call it revelations what they just call the series revelations and it's that would all be, of neo that's that yeah that's kind of cool like i'm I, so down with that i would the prefer I was, go ahead Nate. no i was just gonna say i would prefer evolution strikes back I would. <laughs> <laughs> and then return of the evolutions and then yeah then return of the evolutions <laughs> Um, the one thing I kind of just thought about when we were talking about, you know, history of art and stuff like that, um, I think it would be really cool. I don't know how you could ever do this, but, you know, the, the one card that kind of sticks out to me is the Jigglypuff from Jungle, you know, sitting on the tree. Yeah. It would be really cool if they, they took old style art like that, but like integrated and like designed a new card where you would have like a newly drawn Jigglypuff kind of just like looking back at like what the old Jigglypuff like used to be where they would just include like the really old school original arts, but mix it in with like new artist drawings or something like that. So you have like two of the same Pokemon in each card, but the style from, you know, 20 years ago compared to some of the styles and how they're drawn now, just as a contrast, right? Like you have yeah. an old Raikou from, from Neo Revelation looking at like a newly drawn Raikou or like a Raikou Gold Star or something like that. Like, you know, you could have some you really, really cool cards if you did something like that. <laughs> Um, let me, let me ask, what do we think? And we've talked about this before, but I, I feel like it could happen next year. First edition's making a return. I'm still on, I'm still going to doubt that, but I wouldn't mind it. It's possible. At this point, anything is possible, but I don't want to crush your hopes and dreams. I just don't see it happening. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying it's happening. Okay, I, I hey, I want it for you. I am here for you. I am here for that idea. But I've already listed a lot of my own ideas that are pretty crazy that have chances slim to none. Um, so you know, I I, I just got to pull the brakes. I got I got to be the reverse on you on this. I'm gonna say it's not gonna happen. But I All I right. do hope I'm wrong. I'm I want sorry, to Nate, be wrong. I, I'm gonna have to side with Jordan on this one. I just well, you don't... know what. 
I, I have to side with Jordan. I just, I can't, I don't ever see them coming back as much as it would be cool. I think, again, it's one of those things that, you know, first edition is first edition for a reason. And if you bring it back after all this time, like, I, I just don't know what kind of reception, I don't know what would happen with it. Well, you know what? If it happens, neither of you are allowed to buy any of it. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty fair. That sounds pretty fair. <laughs> so you're hearing it now, okay? Fair enough. Yeah. Nick and Jordan will not buy any first editions. Good thing my extra. name is Eduardo. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, okay. Um, and then before we head into a card pick of the week, this is uh, the first time on the podcast because Jordan and I have talked about this a lot about just the experience of Pokemon Worlds 2019. And this is the first time we've had someone on the podcast that we actually hung out with yeah. at Worlds 2019. And um, Nick, I would just like to hear just your thoughts and just, yeah, just your thoughts and, and how you felt about Pokemon Worlds 2019 because it was very memorable of just all of us getting to kind of come together, hang out, uh, really kind of for the first time. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now had it not been for a world. So um, from my perspective, it, it was really a last minute decision. Um, you know, I was, I was talking to, to Lee about it and, you know, he said he was going and things like that. And I, I was kind of debating, you know, whether I wanted to, to jump on the plane and go kind of last second, but I ended up being able to, to make it work. And I'm so, so glad I did because it truly was, you know, if anyone has a chance to make it out to even, you know, regionals and stuff like that, like it was a mind blowing experience for, for, you know, just Pokemon in general. And I mean, obviously I had the, the pleasure of meeting you guys and, and hanging out, but what's really interesting from, from my perspective, because I mean, I'm not a content creator, I'm not an influencer. I'm just someone who, who obviously loves the genre and has now, you know, gotten to know a lot of people like you guys and you know been able to do some really cool things through lean heart and things like that but i would never have those experiences if it weren't for worlds i wouldn't have the network of people that i talked to and one of the coolest things that i'll never forget about that weekend was when you guys filmed videos there and i got to see the creative process and how you film and the you know how you work your videos and stuff like that just being behind the scenes and watching you know how a video gets made and how it gets filmed was just incredible and it, it really gave me a new appreciation for for content creators and youtubers because you know people think oh you just open cards you know it, you're just you know this has got to be the best easiest job in the world it, it's absolutely not the case there's a ton of work in and absolutely you know in a ton of editing and you know ideas and you have to really think about how it's going to go and you know, there's so much more that goes into it and really just being behind the scenes and seeing how you guys create content was just amazing it was just incredible it definitely was a very interesting experience kind of going off of what you were just saying there with uh, creating all those videos. It was kind of a last minute thing to, to go up to the hotel room and film videos. So it wasn't like something that we had all planned out ahead of time, you know, like a month in advance or even weeks in advance saying, all right, we're going to film. We're all going to film these videos. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It was a very, very, very last minute thing. Um, I remember making up ideas in the hotel room, just kind of, Oh, what can we do here? I mean, we made four unique intros and really like yeah. um, all the videos turned out well. And even like, Oh, sorry, there's five because Jordan made one as well too, but you know, they all turned out so great. 
and they all had their own unique ideas and it was just executed perfectly. And I mean, it just worked out so well that um, just being part of that process was, was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, we're sitting there and just kind of just brainstorming like what we can do, you know, and it all kind of came together, like you said, and, in probably the span of an hour or two, I think when we had pretty much everything done and filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we went through it. The, the, the skits were really fun to shoot and come up with and no, it was just a good time overall. It really, really, really was. And Jordan, you were the mastermind. Me? You were the mastermind. Yeah, you were the mastermind. The mastermind. You, you, you helped think of a, a, a lot of the ideas, and you did the filming. And I, I don't remember about everybody else, but I know you edited my intro. Yeah, I think I had, I had a hand in everyone's minus yeah. maybe fully editing um, Danny's. Like I did, like I edited the intros, I believe, for most or if not all of them, um, and I and I think I edited all of Ando's video. I'm not sure, but I, but I know I was uh, I, had, I had my hand in you know a little bit of everything. It was fun. Hey, don't sell yourself short, man, because we don't get those videos without you. Because you exactly you, you told people where to stand, what to do. Like you you <laughs> knew how to execute all this stuff, and that's and that's what made them so great. So and now I'm making short. film. except i'm not the director but one day uh when when i start working on my short film next after this but no i appreciate it It was a really uh it was a really good time and i cherish those moments i really wish we would have had a chance to have done that again this year but you know we couldn't so hopefully next year you know when everything's all calmed down and everything's better we can hopefully uh definitely do that next year again now there there is something that ended up on the cutting room floor that was that was never shown before and um and we uh, we couldn't show it because of copyright issues and uh it was something i had this idea and i remember texting you i feel like i texted you jordan at like 3 a.m and i was like i was like jordan i just had this idea and it has to happen what do you think of it and you were all on board for this idea but it was an intro (laughs) <laughs> of uh of me uh you jordan mm-hmm. uh super duper danny uh leon hart and unlisted leaf with the golden girls theme song <laughs> oh i did put that together for you i remember, you remember that, that? Yeah, i remember because there's just a personal edit i i just made it for you i sent that along with it so here's the golden girls edit <laughs> yeah it, it's literally the 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 golden girls theme song is behind just like this funny intro of all of us and uh, I-, I can't post it anywhere because it'll it'll get flagged for copyright. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere I post it. Um, so maybe one day, maybe one day I can post this somewhere. Because even if I post it, to, I think even like Twitter, it'll get flagged for copyright with yeah. the with the music. Most likely would. Um, so that that video is uh, is one day. One day we'll see the light. That one day. day. But I, I still go back and watch that every once in a while. It's just, it's so funny. It's a good piece of media. Right? <laughs> Can't go wrong with it. Jordan, could you buy the rights to the Golden Girls theme song so we could release that? Yeah, probably. I probably just need, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of a lot more money than I'll have in a long time. What? Maybe, what, like five shiny Charizards? Yeah, yeah. Six, <laughs> actually, seven, if we're, if, if we're going crazy. Well, hopefully we will all hang out again uh, at the next Pokemon Worlds, whenever that may be. 
Yeah, um, we hopefully, better. Uh, hopefully a lot sooner than later. Because I remember we all said like, let's make this a yearly tradition where we all just get together yeah. every single year and hang out. Yeah. And yeah, we wanted to try to do that even if Worlds was, wasn't going to come together because obviously it was supposed to be in the UK this year. And I mean, we didn't really know if we were all going, but I think, you know, somewhere in the US, you know, at the very least that that we should do this every year because you don't really like real. I mean, I still think about that weekend all the time because it's it flies by so quick, even though you have three days of nonstop, you know, hanging out and seeing each other. It's just, you know, you really don't understand, you know, those moments until uh, until they're gone. But I mean, yeah. luckily, we all keep in touch for the most part and, and still mm-hmm. chat. And I mean, like for someone, like I said, who was just kind of just getting back into it was a fan to to be where I am now talking to, you know, some of the biggest creators in the business and having met them and hung out with them for a weekend. It's, it's pretty surreal when, to, when you kind of think about it and put it in perspective. Yeah. It was, it was fun doing all the fan meetups and stuff like that. It was just, it was an absolute blast. Literally one of the, one of the best weekends of my entire life. 100%. Yeah. Just oh, great company, great company, uh, great food. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great food. Um, <laughs> and just hanging out with uh, just hanging out with the Pokemon community in general. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. So, all right, let's head into the last segment of the podcast. I'm talking about the Pokemon card pick of the week. <laughs> That's right, a weekly segment right here on the podcast that we do every single week. Imagine that, a weekly segment that we do every single week right here on the podcast where both myself and Jordan Fringe pick out one Pokemon card from TCG history and we add it to the official Shadowless podcast set of 2020. However, this week... I do not get a pick because my pick is going over to the one and only Nick. So Nick will be picking a card this Nick's week pick. as well. That's right. Nick's pick. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we encourage all of you to collect the set, uh, whether it just be one or two cards, your favorite cards, or the entire set. Post a picture of it on social media. Tag us so we can see it. We'd love to give you a nice shout out. Um, but yes, let's go ahead and get into the card pick of the week. Uh, Jordan, Nick, who wants to go first? I hmm. I think I'm going to take a stab at it first. You're going to try guessing uh, mine first? Yeah, let's do it. All right, okay. let's do it. Um, let's see. How should I give you the first hint? I don't know how. Uh... <sighs> uh, okay, I'll, 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 all right. it's a heart gold soul silver pack. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, triumphant. Nope. Uh, nope. That's because it's undaunted. Nope. Which means it is unleashed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the last. It is. It is there. Now. Okay. Well. Now, man, I don't know if you're gonna get this one. It may it may end up costing you a little bit of money, it may cost you a little fee to guess this one, but man, it's it's pretty hard to guess which one it would be in this set. That would be my favorite to to pick. Um um Nope. It's oh, that's because it's Manaphy. It is Manaphy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I gave three hints. I was like, it's my favorite <laughs> man and fee. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a nice mana fee in the set. Um, it's like it's a super cheap card. It's like a dollar, two dollars um, graded. Probably not worth a lot. And probably not even. I don't even know if there's any graded of it. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even tell you if there is. It's um, kind of strange for those sets. Like they're they're so hard to find sealed, especially boxes. But really, like all the cards in the sets, even like the legends cards, like the the two halves that make up the one card, are still pretty affordable. Which compared yeah. to what the box and the pack prices are. So I mean, if you like those sets, I mean, you can really just target a lot of the singles, and it shouldn't be too too difficult. Yeah. And one thing I really like about this mana fee specifically is that the artwork on it literally makes it look like it's ripped straight out of like the film, uh, the Temple of the Sea film, Pokemon Ranger and Temple of the Sea. Uh, oh, yeah, I can see that. It literally yeah. looks like the animation quality on the card rather than like a drawing. So that's true. I mean, animation is drawing, but like there's a specific difference between the way the animation looks and a lot of the cards look. Um, so, yeah, it just it just has like a little extra vibrance to it has a little red aura around it for some reason. I dig it. I like it. It's Manaphy. It's cool. You were kidding about it only costing about a dollar. It's literally like a dollar. <laughs> it's a cheap card. It's a nice card, but it ain't gonna run you ain't gonna run you dry in these trying times. Yeah. Partner. I have similarly picked a a reasonably priced card for, for my pick as well. So Okay. Um, so I'll I'll go into it. So this is an EX series set. Okay. That came out in 2006. 2006. And the choice should be very, very clear. Let's see. Hmm. 2006. 2006. (laughs) Um, I mean, you should clearly be able to see what this one is. uh, 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 Is it... (laughs) No, that came out in 2005. I was going to say, was it if you're saying clearly see or is it unseen forces? But that's 2005. Um, is it Crystal Guardians? It could be Crystal Clear. You were right, my friend. Ah, wow. yes. I was feeling <laughs> I love this set. This is one of my favorite sets this, that I have fond memories of. This honestly of. Is, is my favorite EX series set. Um, nice. And, you know, that's, there's a lot of interesting cards in here. Um, but this one particularly you know, doesn't really get a lot of love ever. He is part of a a very forgotten line that nobody ever really cared about until recently, I would say. Oh, until recently. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Well, it's probably got to be Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. (laughs) See, now this, my line of thinking on this, I can be completely wrong, is that for a long time, Bulbasaur is just a forgotten about. Like people, it never got any love when it came to products. It was always like picked last in terms of like favorites for the end starter. That's just how I grew up in Solid and how I saw with the products. And there's two different Bulbasaurs in the set. Am I going down a right path? You are so oh, so like it paid I'm off. Very very impressed. I'm gonna go with number forty five, the uh, more cartoony looking one. It's your. It's not a Bulbasaur, but you are. Oh, it's not a Bulbasaur. Very, very I thought. Okay, you're, I thought. You you are in the, the family. So should I should I shift my way on up to uh, think, all the way up or a little bit up? I think just a little way up. So we're gonna <laughs> just, go just, with just uh, Ivysaur. Now there's two. 
So can I'm gonna go with the cartoony the one. Hold on, hold yes. let me let me look at both of them real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the cartoony one. I would go with the other one. I'm gonna go with 34. You're gonna go with 35. I'm going with 35. It is number 35 out of 100 Dang. in this set. I, I so the thing that I love about this set so much is that the crystals. A, a lot of the arts have these Pokemon just discovering crystals, just you know finding a a batch of them, holding one, or just looking at them and stuff like that. And just like the the backstory behind the set is so so cool. And this Ivysaur kind of just captures everything about this era's art to me. Like it's it's bright, it's colorful. Like he he's you know sitting on a, a batch of crystals and just looking at them. And I just absolutely love these cards. And specifically, I mean, bonus points if you can find the the reverse rare because the hollow. I mean, the reverse hollows from from that set with the little crystal guardian stamp, and it looks mm-hmm. like just a regular hollow card. I mean, some of those crystal cards, they, they just pop like so nicely. So I always, I mean, I always picked Bulbasaur growing up. Um, he never got any love until recently. I think people are kind of more receptive to to, to that line and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it's hard. You're competing against Squirtle and Charmander. I get it. I get it. But that card always kind of stood out to me as just the definition of, of that set in that era to me. And I just love it so much and uh, should be reasonably, I think it's only like a dollar or two dollar card. So should be uh, easily attainable, I think, if you if you go hunting for it. So, yeah, I'm looking at on eBay right now, and yeah, about a dollar, two dollars. But you're absolutely right that Bulbasaur got zero love, zero love back. So very day. nicely done, Jordan, because you you sniffed that out right away. Thanks, man. I, I felt I felt I felt I felt felt what you were going for. I know I know yeah. that pain, and there's a lot of a lot of Bulbasaur lovers out there. So I know they uh, yeah they definitely felt that growing up. Uh, one of my uh, favorite cards from that set. With the set. I mean, just go like you know, check out the set list and just go through all the different cards that have crystals on them and stuff like that. And to me, it's just it's only hundred cards, not the biggest set, but to me, it's yeah. just from top to bottom so well done that it, it's my absolute favorite from that era. And it has a lot of Delta species stuff in here, which is yeah. really mm-hmm. nice. Uh, one of my yep. one of my more favorite cards from uh, the set specifically uh, was the uh, Swampert. For some reason, the Swampert in this set just is really iconic. It's a Swampert art I just vividly remember pulling. Uh, same thing with the Delta Species Charmeleon specifically. The Electric Charmeleon just is, um, I don't know. It's just so iconic. I don't know why, but there's just certain artworks that just encapsulate that time so well. And uh, those are some of my favorites. Plus, there's some other really good cards you can get in the set. Like, uh, I don't know, like Alakazam, Shiny Star, Celebi, Shiny Star, you know. It was tempting to pick them, but, you know. Some, you know. We, we didn't want to break the wallets because no, exactly. we're talking I hundreds. Friendly to friendly to the people. Yeah, that, that we're talking triple digits there for those. But, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. You we'll, know what? Uh, leave them there. <laughs> there's no Psyduck in this set. This is an easy pass for me. I, oh, I, yes, I'm, right. yeah. I'm just not into it. I'm just not into the set. Yeah, he wasn't invited to the the Crystal uh, the, the yeah. Crystal Island, so. <laughs> That's right. Which is kind of actually weird that that Psyduck wouldn't be because it seemed like it would be like an ideal card to to have on an island with you know, right like beach and stuff like that. So, um, Psyduck one maybe been... they missed out on. Yeah, Psyduck could have been confused about finding the crystal. I mean, uh, uh, you, you the know, artwork would have been great. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But that was yeah. a great game. You that know was what? A it, good, good game there. Uh, EX Crystal Guardians, uh, you know, it's just not for me. I, I'm I'm saying it's going downhill for me. It's, there's <laughs> no side up. <laughs> um, you know what? I think we're going to see prices drop on eBay. Just go ahead and sell now. Just just get rid of it. There's no need for it. No, 
that's it. And, and 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 if you want to get rid of it, you can uh, send an email to shadowlesspodcast at gmail.com and I will properly dispose of it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- uh, those are the card picks of the week. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. That's it. We did it. Yep. We did it. Nick, thank you for, for coming on and hanging out with us and having such great discussions. I loved hearing your point of view. And I, what I really want to know is, will you come back on the podcast in the future? Guys, I had so much fun doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime you want to talk about anything, I would be more than happy to to make a reappearance on the podcast. Um, I had a blast. Honestly, time just absolutely flew by. So if... Uh, if there's a chance for a repeat performance, then I would be more than happy to join you guys at any time. Absolutely. You're more than welcome back on the podcast. And even if even if there's like there's this huge news that drops and you're like, oh, I just really want to discuss this and I really want to be part of discussion, just let us know. Send us a text message, call us, whatever. Be like, hey, I want to discuss this and you will be right on the podcast. We love you, Nick. We love you. No, I appreciate that, guys. Hey, we might have to have an emergency one if some Champions Path news drops in the next couple of days. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Let's all check. Let's all check. Is there any Champions Path news right now? <laughs> one before we, last check. Before uh, we end the podcast. No, <laughs> no, no. no uh, Are no the Gengar drops. Bulls still on the Pokemon Center? <laughs> I'm going to go with a yes for now, but maybe a no come Saturday. There you go. That's right. I'm actually kind of excited to figure that out and see if it's still in stock by Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be fun. But you know what you all should do? What, this is your do? first time listening to the podcast. Or it maybe is. It's your, or your 10th time listening to the podcast. And you've just yet to do this. Wherever you're listening to us at, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, if there is some sort of rating or review system, please do us a favor. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Help us bop to the top. Oh, the way to the top of the ratings charts. And we'll see you all next week right here on... The Shadowless Podcast. The podcast full of shadows, but just kidding, there's no shadows. That's why we're shadowless.